0: Hello, and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week, we'll talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, we dive back into The Matrix as we talk about The Matrix Reloaded. Andrew... Here we are once again. How you feeling, my friend? I feel very good. Number two of The Matrix. That's very exciting. And yeah. as we will be for this franchise, we are once again joined by our special guest, John. John, thank you for being here. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. How you feeling, my friend? Pretty
1: good. Pretty good. Love this franchise. Love the movie. Ready to talk about it. Thank
0: you for coming back. I'm glad we didn't scare you away after the first time.
1: I don't know how you would. Fantastic movie. Fantastic friends. Good conversation.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so this is obviously the second movie in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Came out a couple years later. This movie is interesting because it did come out in the same year as the third movie as well. Yeah. And we'll talk about that more next week. Well, I was going to say is an
2: interesting thing because they were basically filmed together. Yeah, they were yeah. filmed
0: together back to back. And I mean, th- this is kind of a one, one story told over two movies. It's really a Part Part 1 and Part 2, right? Like, essentially. But they just
2: changed the the titles.
0: It's going to be a little difficult to talk about this movie and not, like, slide into revolutions. They're so connected. Everything that happens in this movie kind of
2: plays into revolutions as yeah. well. Like,
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. This movie doesn't really have like natural like ending point. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's, I mean it ends with to be continued or concluded or whatever. Right, right. So it, it is like I said, very much one story. So it is a little difficult. Like as I was getting my thoughts collected, I'm like, well I can say this oh well that's kind of ties into revolutions and maybe we'll talk about that next week. So yeah. but we'll do our best to just talk about this movie in it itself. Yeah. But it is difficult because I feel like the quality of this movie is kind of reliant Almost on like the third movie because yes. this movie could be improved or you know or lowered in quality based off of how they what they do in the next film.
2: For, I, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, if three doesn't stick the landing, it doesn't really make Reloaded good. Yeah, in well, a it's, sense, it's kind um, of like
0: the journey, and the, you know, I mean, I guess the journey's better than the destination. They always say, "Is that what the yeah, journey is?" is? Yeah. But, well, th-
2: this is also the longest Matrix movie. Yeah, like two hours and nineteen minutes. I think the first one was like two hours and what, 10 minutes? Yeah. And Revolutions comes out to two hours and nine minutes or something like that. Yeah. So really I, th- I think this is the longest one. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. But I feel like this is the longest one. It's interesting because there are times that I felt that length <laughs> a yeah. little bit. Like, I definitely felt that length a little bit with this one. Mm. And it's not to say it's a bad movie. It's not. It's a good sequel. But it is an interesting... Thing to talk about because it's like, oh, we can talk certain things in Reloaded, but this might spill into Revolution
0: talk too. Yeah. We don't want to do that, but it, um, it is. There's no way to talk about this movie without at least mentioning Revolutions. Revolutions yeah. But I'm going to try not to do, make this a re- review of Revolutions because we can kind of talk about that more next week. Well, we there's saying, plenty of yeah. story here that we can exactly. touch on, which exactly. is yeah, absolutely.
1: This is the story. This is the story half of the two movies anyway. Yeah. That's a, movie, a lot of it's taken up with the uh, Smith fight. So. That's a good point. Actually,
2: yep. I didn't think of that because you're right uh, Revolutions really is just kind of when you break it down straight out action movie there's not really a lot of storytelling going on it's more just about the action Mm -hmm. and this one really lays
0: the groundwork for that it's interesting because the only other thing off the top of my head that is kind of like that is and I haven't even seen this movie but from what I understand is The Hobbit The Last Hobbit movie isn't that more or less like one giant action movie or like like action sequence yeah The Battle Battle of Five Armies Armies is basically just like that's the first two are building up to that and then Last movie is that
3: yeah that battle yeah or like they use Hobbit. the
0: first they use the second one to tell the story that's yeah and then in the third one they capitalize off that story with action and everything absolutely so, and the the quality is
2: you know but well when we get to Hobbit we get there but yeah let's talk about those yeah
0: well, we can just jump into some information about this movie let's do it release date May fifteenth two thousand and three interesting date well I think the reason why they did that is as we mentioned this movie two parts yeah exactly this movie does come out they wanted to get both in right and they wanted to figure out what's kind of a good time for both mm-hmm. in that I, same year
2: it would have been interesting though you, you, you think they would maybe try to go for like memorial day weekend and not necessarily yeah. like the middle of may it, it just feels like to me may 15th like remember when we were talking about um well the date was wrong but like june 22nd it feels like yeah. that where you're like huh this this sounds like a weird date like i would have gone for memorial day weekend i think yeah. But you know i don't I, know for a movie of that caliber what people are
0: excited about but i get it it's still i think they a were just date, but they were confident enough in that title right that they felt like the first one was so popular and so successful that they could really release this at any time right and the, the that that word matrix was just going to bring audiences in anyway right right and it had been a, a while what four years four years since the first movie. So people were itching to get back in that world and to see these characters again. That's true. It has so. been four years. Hmm. Yeah. Uh directed by the Wachowskis. Wachowskis are back. Wachowskis are back. They written by the Wachowskis. Once again, you know, we kind of touched on them last week. Very creative, influential kind of I would go influential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Ambitious.
2: Yes, that's yeah, uh, that's a great, great, great word. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh directors, they they have a lot there and they are trying to accomplish a lot in this movie. Some yeah. of it works, some of it doesn't. Yeah. I feel like they were trying to make a movie that was once again ahead of its time Mm -hmm. but maybe didn't quite get there or certain parts it kind of
2: felt like the legacy of the first movie maybe hovered over this film a little bit well both films really because part one part two it kind of felt like that legacy maybe hovered over these two films because they knew how influential that movie was Yeah, and it kind of you're right it felt like they were kind of trying to outdo themselves and go look what we're going to do this time now we're really going to go big and we're really going to make it like incredible and it it it, it falls short of that for sure like this is nowhere near for me as influential or anything like uh, the first movie still very creative um some there's some great like fighting sequences in here and some really really good stuff like that and um production uh set and all that but um as far as like influence no, it's it's not like the first movie. No, no, no.
0: And it is interesting because as we've mentioned Andrew uh, me and you had never seen these movies before John you you did but I at least was familiar with like the legacy of these films Mm. and that legacy is kind of like the first one fantastic second and third one and I'm not even saying this isn't in my opinion but just the legacy I've heard going into this was second and third one really like not good I've even heard like people like saying that they're like trash disappointments and and I'm not gonna I don't think that that's the quality of the movie I think it's just shows goes to show like the first one was viewed so highly Mm. And it's kind of like the Terminator situation that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. The first one was so important and influential yes. and viewed so yes. highly that. yes. Really, what could they do to continue that that wasn't just a straight repeat
2: of the first one? And they found out how to do that with T2, obviously. Yeah. Beyond that, questionable. (laughs) But they found out how to continue it with T2, and then they kind of uh, fall off.
3: And I
0: I think this one, you're right, kind of falls prey to that a little bit. I think. Dips in quality. They kind of got lost in a little bit of what people liked or took out of the original Matrix. Yes. And I think they tried to. Like, oh, they love this world, and they love all this, and they try to explore more than that. And I think it maybe made something that, at least for general audiences, it's a little confusing, mm-hmm. a little over their head, right. and a little too, like, they put a lot of importance kind of on, like, the philosophies in this movie, specifically, if you yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... It's maybe a little bit too smart for its own good. Well, you were speaking about that last
2: week. Maybe <laughs> Wachowski's patting themselves on the back a little bit, going, hey, look at that. What was the analogy you used? You're singing in the theater, and <laughs> they're on either side of you, elbowing you. Did you see what we did there? Hey, Ryan, did you see what we did there? And you're just like, Wachowski, stop. <laughs>
1: We all know that these movies are definitely up their
0: own butts, but I'm here for it. No, and, yeah, and I, I'm not even trying to talk about my own opinion yet. I'm just saying, look, what I've heard—that's kind of the general yeah. consensus of the movie, and I, I get
2: that. You know, I didn't really hear—I I, I didn't really hear that they were like terrible i more saw like middling reviews that there was just Mm -hmm. a major dip in quality from the first one uh to the second and third one that's kind of what i saw i didn't i didn't realize that there were people out there who said these are terrible movies i saw more of like a middling reception to it
0: i think it's and maybe it's not even that they're terrible but i think it's just because the first one was viewed so highly like i said it's so influential people people came off and going well that's not the first one that is terrible so like they're not even looking at the movie itself but just because it couldn't reach, reach that level like i said it it is the Terminator problem. Yeah. We liked Genesis, controversial opinion. Controversial. People view Terminator 1 and 2 so highly that things like Terminator 3 or Genesis mm-hmm. or even Dark Fate, oh, well, that's salvation. Right, right, But right. those yeah. movies that came after that we generally thought were enjoyable at least, and they were like, well, that's not T2. So they, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so. you're also
1: coming off of how uh heady the first matrix was where it like tried to do all this stuff like is what you're seeing real it, the the subject matter was a lot deeper than what we get in reloaded and revolutions like yeah. the uh the philosophical stuff is i mean it's kind of shallow the, the the metaphor they use in this is uh you know people need machines and machines need people wow blow my mind wachowski's but, like, in the first one, it was the brain in a jar problem, the uh, solipsism. You know, how can you know if anything's real if you if I don't know if anything is real? Yeah. Like, are, am I in a room right now with you two, or am I just a brain in a jar being fed chemicals? Right. So, the first one was that, and this one's a continuation of Neo Stir without all of the philosophical framework of the first movie
2: Yeah, the, you're, philosophy, I mean, the philosophy is taken away I agree with that yeah
0: I great. think they, they tag it on a little bit too much at the end with the architect scene I think like that's kind of what I'm thinking of specifically where like that is very like it's a very wordy scene and he uses like bigger words like I'm not I'm not saying that like the movie needs to be dumb I'm not saying that but like I just feel like the first one had these incredible influential action sequences that were so different that American audience hadn't seen before that like you yeah. said like gun fu so at least least a general audience can watch that and go, I didn't understand that, but that scene was really cool. Right. And I think that, like I mentioned, people can enjoy this on a basic level of this is a really fun action movie. Right. And also this is a really intelligent movie. And I think the action, while it's decent in this movie, is not on the level it was in the first movie. Right. And I think people were now missing that action and going, well, this is really wordy and kind of boring. And I think that that's kind of the, the general audience's point of view of the movie.
1: I don't know if I'd agree with that. Because I found the action scenes to this movie very satisfying. But
0: you're also more invested in the franchise. I'm a I'm, smarter I'm, fan, I'm, I understand. But I'm talking <laughs> about more of, of... Like, people go to see these movies without any background. Like, people go... And we've done this with other movies, too. That, oh... I've never seen. I didn't ever saw the first Matrix, but I heard it's really cool and it's this fun action movie that's going here. You're not going to understand any of
1: this. That has an audience problem, then not a. I mean, I, if you're if you're seeing if you heard what the Matrix is and you know how like 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 what the movie's about and you go and see the second one and you don't like it, that's in my opinion that that's a you problem, not a movie problem.
0: Hmm. Well, I think. Like the general audience, like we are, the three of us, and this is no offense to you, John, but Andrew and I are a little bit more like we are tapped into kind of what's going on with movies and rumors. And things like that. And the general audience, I've had conversations with people, like they don't know things. Like, even things that are coming out, or like somebody will come up to me now and be like, hey, did you know there's a third Spider Man movie coming out? Like, yeah, it's out today. Like, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm a small fish in the franchise be pond.
0: And no, and I, again, that's not an insult, but I'm just. I didn't
1: take it as one too head to specify that it wasn't.
0: <laughs> but I think people that they just, let's go see a movie for the sake of seeing a movie, they're not thinking about things or, you know, oh, I did like that first Matrix movie and I'm going to go see it. And I think, you know, yes, you are tapped into this and and this stands out more to you. Uh, And I'm not trying to insult the action sequences in this movie. I'm just saying that I think that there's not as much there for a general audience to enjoy as compared to the first one in this movie. Okay. Let's jump into the cast. We're getting into <laughs> opinions, so let's jump into yeah, the yeah, cast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Starring Keanu Reeves as Neo, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith as Niobe, Harold Perriano as Link, Gloria Foster as the Oracle, Randall Aduke uh, Kim as the Keymaker, Monica Bellucci as Persephone, Lambert Wilson as the Merovingian, Helmut Bacalitis as the Architect, Neo and Adrian Raymond as the Twins. Colin Shao as Seraph, Nana Gay as Z, Anthony Zerby as Counselor. Haman, Henry Lennox as Commander Locke, Ian Bliss as Bane, and Clayton Watson as the kid. Good lord. The kid? He's the kid in the movie. The teenager that wants to enlist in that. Oh, right. Of, yeah, I thought yeah, he, he gets, had a name. He gets more no. I
2: thought his name was kyle for some reason and i think they, they, <laughs> they might give him a name revolution they might give the name maybe of revolution, yeah, but he, revolution. he's referred as the kid okay, okay cool so
0: we have an interesting cast here a lot of returning people some new people sure where do you a guys want to of, start a lot of new people yeah a lot of new people Um
2: i guess do we start with keanu and then move uh yeah, back, or he do we, do we gave time?
0: keanu a lot of his time last week so we can kind of run we just run through it really quick what he does in this movie keanu reeves is neo back again in this movie Basically playing it exactly the same way. Yeah, not not much
2: change in my opinion. I, I kind of, like I said, I, I liked his performance more last week than in this one. Yeah. I don't know. I well, just kind of found it not as... I, I Maybe it was just because it was more of the same. That's why it didn't stick out to me. I, but I just
0: found it more the same. I think he's more stoic in this movie Agreed. than in the last movie. And like I mentioned, he yeah. kind of had that wide-eyed, what is happening? What's this? Like yeah. He is the audience's point of view in the last movie. And here he is... I mean, he is... Jesus, more yeah. or less. Like right. he, He's more confident, he's more uh, understanding of the world around him, right. but he is also kind of more boring to watch, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm not saying that he is boring, just as compared to the first film. Yeah, compared to the first film, right. He's more stoic, kind of going through the, you know... The motions. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's going through the motions. So... Oh, but he does a good job, and, and I think what does help him in this movie is his chemistry with Carrie Ann Moss, and we'll talk about in a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah,
1: before. for sure. So, I, I'm not sure if, if, if I agree with those wrong opinions about Keanu Reeves. I, I think he was... Your are fine. I think, I, I don't know, I like Neil... Um, I kind of liked him. I liked Confident Neo uh, a bit more in this movie, personally. Uh, I like how, rather than in the last one, he just believes what the Oracle says, whole cloth. Mm. This one, he questions her, and then, even more so in the next one, he outright says that she's wrong and does things without consulting her. Right. So this is... Uh, it's growing. Yeah, this is like the teenage version of, of of Neo, I guess. Like, where he is coming into his own, still unsure and makes mistakes. Right. But He's then, more rebellious. Yeah. I like the character. I think Ken does a, uh, a fine job, as I did in the last one. Um, I like the character just as much in this one as I did in the last one. I like seeing him be more confident. The, the fighting was definitely better, since his leg wasn't broken. <laughs> yeah. I like seeing him have more control over his the the abilities as he, he becomes more work to the the source which i guess we'll get into later uh but yeah i liked him
0: yeah cool. i think he still gives a, a really good performance in this film oh, yeah. i wasn't I trying didn't... to downplay that but no we did more. say no we did last week we mentioned i, I thought that was the better performance yeah, I'm, I'm just sure. reinforcing that yeah lawrence Fishburne back as morpheus it's a
2: shame man it's a real shame he gets thrown I don't I can't even believe he's top build because I you what? could have convinced me. No, in this movie <laughs> seriously.
0: In this movie, he has more to do. He has more it's to It's the do, third but movie not, that, that really but, becomes but like a is, side character.
2: Okay. But what he's doing in this movie almost feels like the first movie didn't matter to me. Like that's I I don't know. Like he just seems kind he feels of feels like a different character. He feels like a different character. He doesn't feel like the this mysterious figure from the first movie. He feels more like they're trying to yeah. flesh him out, they, and it kind of felt like what they took from morpheus they're like oh he's this mysterious figure in uh this first movie and then the second movie comes around they're like now let's solve the mystery and i don't like that i i was like you should have just left him mysterious and you should have maybe just kind of i don't know to, to, that's what i would that's what you. i that's what i would have wanted and that's what i would want to see but john please you seem like you want to say something
1: i i again yeah, i think we have disagree with you on this one i don't hmm. um i like learning more about morpheus and his interactions with other ship captains and right. the council and the commander of uh the armed forces of zion that's an interesting sentence i like mysterious morpheus from the first one uh-huh but i mean i think i would have found having a mysterious kind of not a loner but like kind of a uh semi standoffish kind of guy throughout the entire trilogy kind of boring
2: the friendship between neo and and Morpheus is really great I don't want to downplay that I think it's really great but I think they maybe just pull back the curtain on his character very quickly that's my issue like it feels like they Mm. kind of reveal the
0: wizard a little too quickly you know Mm. what I mean they play with something interesting where like they call him out for like his religious elements like Neo meets him Neo believes everything he says more or less in the first movie Mm. and he buys into everything and now we're getting the people who are questioning him well this is a religious nut you know he he's believing too much in what the Oracle says he believes too much in, in the one, right, right, and they like tease that but they don't ever like. It just boils down to like Commander Lock just going, "This guy's go stupid." Like, like yeah, as right. in these next two movies. <laughs> It just keeps boiling down to like, well, he has dumb faith. They could play that in a more interesting manner. Yeah, and it just kind of slides to the well, background. Right. They, kind of,
2: they kind of treat him like a like a like a modern day Jesus freak in a way, mm-hmm. like you know people who are really really into that, and they treat him that way, and that's kind of upsetting to see because I think there's more to that character, but
0: I don't know. That's how I felt. I think he's more accepted in the beginning. Like he gives the speech in the beginning of this movie. Oh, and great everybody, speech! Yeah, it's a wonderful speech. Everybody, and he's again, Lawrence Fishburne, fantastic. Yeah, with the oh, performance. he's very good. Yeah. But everybody buys into it. They're right. they're partying because of his words. Right, right. And we'll get there. Yeah. But boy I is think, it a party! Like as people begin to question, is Neo really the one? Is he really the savior? Is the war going to be over? False prophet. They they yeah. could play with that more. And like I said, it just. In this movie, the next one, there's a lot of really interesting stuff there. And it just kind of, like, it's side comments. It's right. It becomes side comments and, like, a side plot. And literally, and we'll talk about this next week, in the third movie, I couldn't tell you something he does in the third yeah. movie besides just being there. Yeah.
1: As far as him being treated like like a, a Jesus freak, like, like a Bible thumper, I gotta say, I'm kind of with Commander Locke on this one. I get it. There are relatively a handful of people left, and you're relying on a program in The Matrix, which you know is not friendly toward you. Right. To tell you what to do to save the people. Yep. I understand the hesitance and him being like, this is a superstition.
0: Do they know that the Oracle is a program? No. Yeah, so... Well, they
1: have- they're relying on the Oracle, which is, if it's a person, nobody knows who the Oracle is. So this mysterious figure who is just in the Matrix, then, I mean, either way, again, I'm with Commander Locke. He's doing the best he can to save the handful of humanity he has but in sure. this hole in the ground.
0: But even, that, the, like, they set up this, like triangle between the three, like, between Morpheus, Commander Locke, and Naomi, and that really doesn't go anywhere. Uh, I'm okay with it. They don't really
1: have time for that.
0: Yeah, but then why include it in the first place, is, is my argument. it's a
1: realistic relationship. It, like, people are in love, like, people are in a relationship, and then your ex shows up, they're not the person you thought they were, they have different beliefs, or, or they they've changed, and the person that you're with has changed, and you just you split. Like, that's, that's fine to me. I don't think it has to I be a know, big I don't know,
0: I just... It's it's not even a thing though. Like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but they but they they try to make it. Is what I'm saying is if it doesn't play a part in the story, why include it? Because, and I guess my argument ultimately will be, I think that this story probably could have, if you cut some stuff out, could have been one movie. Mm. They don't need two movies for this story. Sure. I understand what they're doing with the battle in the second one, but you're including things like that that's taking up time. You, why even mention this relationship then and, and dedicate time to tell this story if it's not going to go anywhere?
1: I mean, it's a living world. They want to include things about the characters. I mean, I I don't know. I, I liked hearing about, like, Seeing Commander Locke and Niobe kind of be a thing in the beginning, and then as commander Locke continues to publicly condemn morpheus for his beliefs and like second guess him to the council and other people just to see her i don't know i get the thing that she see commander lock in a new light and then she eventually i don't think she straight up leaves him at any point like there's nothing formal but again i think it's included because it's a thing
0: that happens sometimes yeah but there is you're right though there is no conclusion to that story Yeah, I don't think there has to be one. So moving on, Uh, (laughs) we have Carrie and Moss as Trinity.
2: More to do. Much yeah. more to do this movie. Yeah. Um, I think the, you know, my biggest complaint with the first one, she feels uh, maybe too much like a supporting character. Like they don't give her a lot to do. She definitely has way more to do this movie. They make her, I mean, the movie literally opens with her, yeah. which is pretty cool. She becomes this character of major importance to Neo um, outside of just their relationship. I mean, the movie literally in a way kind of begins and ends with her character leading to that great moment where he saves her. Mm-hmm. which is incredible. But she, she has much more to do. She's more integral to the story this time. Like, their love is integral yeah. to this story mm-hmm. all the way around. I really, really like that. I like that they gave her more to do because I was a little... Like, they they hint that they're going in that direction, obviously, at the end of the first Matrix movie. But it's really cool to see them actually really expand on that yeah. and make her interesting and make you want to watch her. And, again, she's still kicking ass. You know, she's still great at that. And it's, it's, it's great. She gets some great fight scenes, um, and wonderful moments in this movie. And I'm just, I'm, I'm glad to have actually seen her character grow. That was a major plus for me. And I thought she was fantastic. So,
0: yeah, I agree. uh, really well done like you mentioned they do flesh out their relationship more I do think in the first one it, not that it comes out of nowhere because you you know that they're going to get together but mm. like it doesn't feel like it really naturally grows it's just like hey the Oracle told me I'm going to be in love with you so therefore I'm in love with you yeah and that's a little odd yeah and I do, <laughs> that, that is a little odd and that's a little weird that she's like hey
2: Neo so she said I'd be in love with the one and you're the one so I gotta do it and it's kind of it feels a little like forced love but, but you I don't feel know that, I think you feel I Feel love in this movie, right? They, I think she actually falls for him, yeah. right?
0: And well, I believe that she was meant to be in love with him in the first movie. I just I don't buy that. They think that the story of the first movie was her falling in love with him. It just doesn't come off as. What that. if the Oracle was like you weren't supposed to? She's like I
2: said it as like a reverse psychology yeah, thing. Maybe like she does to Neo that's in the a, first movie. Like oh she uses God. reverse psychology. What if she was like you're supposed to fall in love with the one, and then she actually does in the Oracle? It's like what
0: are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs>
1: She's like,
0: no, no, this is so, bad. <laughs> Stop Wachowskis. Stop Wachowskis, no. <laughs> yeah, she she is, is really cool. I do love the relationship, and I do enjoy the, the interactions between have Yes. Them. Mm-hmm. To me, the strength of this movie, and this is my going into opinions, but the strength of this movie is in the relationships between the characters that I think are getting fleshed out more compared to the first movie. Yes. For sure. And it's just nice to see that. And you're right, though. She gets plenty of cool action sequences, and she is kind of the heart. The heart of the she's movie. She's the heart of the story. Absolutely, I agree with you.
1: I don't think I could add anything else. I mean, she she gets a lot of really interesting stuff to do. She it's a good thing. <laughs> the war with the machines worked out. Otherwise, Nia would have doomed all of mankind. To save her, but I'm so I'm glad that worked out. Mm, yeah. But Yeah, she's great as as usual.
0: Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith. Whew.
1: Is he? He's, I'm wondering what point he stops being an agent. He's credited as easy. Smith, but I just. I'm uh, keeping continuity I, up with him. I just think saying. this
2: is the movie where he transitions out of agent. Well, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. That's when the
1: movie but, starts. He hands the earpiece over yeah. up to the guy, and yeah. that's, that's how you know he's.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. But he, he still looks like an agent, and just yeah. for continuity of it, just calling him agent. Smith. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. But he, he is, is credited as Smith, technically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: He still keeps that performance from the first movie. Yeah. I love actors I can do that, that kind of like disappear from a role, I mean, for four years, yeah. and then he comes back to this, and he. He's still just as menacing and he's even uh, like scarier now because he can multiply himself yeah. Yeah. and you're like, Ooh, this isn't good. No. Um, and he's, he's still just as menacing. When you hear that Mr. Anderson, you're still like, wow, this guy is like, yeah, Still there, but I really liked him in this movie specifically because I think a big strength of the story is also flushing out Smith quite a bit, and I think that's a bit major strength. Maybe it's between... I could be mixing up the revolutions. I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm mixing things up with revolutions, but it feels like he gets flushed out a lot through this movie and the next movie, and they really build his character up a lot, and he's part of one of the best action scenes in this movie, which is... Awesome. Absolutely. So i he I, is. I i liked his, i liked his performance though. I thought he was great, and i i like Smith. He's a great antagonist. I was going to say, I
0: feel like his character actually doesn't. Get maybe really, excited, it, might, it might not be this. Even movie. in revolutions, I feel like it doesn't. really... Like he's just he's evil. Like they, He's
2: evil, but I feel like they kind of flesh out why he is the way he is more through these movies. Because he's Neo? Like that's really yeah, all they say. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's kind of the major thing. But still, I mean, to get to that conclusion takes time. You know, they no. don't just start this movie and say no, no, he's, no, no. he's anti-Neo. No. They do kind of, like, work up to that. And I think that's interesting they kind of flesh that out.
0: And I like how they distinguish him from the other agents, that he is not working with them, that he is, in some points, like, he's attacking them or going against, you know, them. or he's like. Changing them, Change,
3: yeah, yeah changer,
0: He's changing, got them. an extra suit too. Yeah, uh, but amazing. no, his his. I really, really like his performance. Still, it's still on the same level. I don't necessarily love the direction they do with this character. It is interesting, but I just feel like it's a little underused. Mm. And again, maybe that's because this is two movies, one story, and it is like he kind of. Goes away for a long time, and then, like, he'll pop in here, but then he goes away again. Gotcha. Like, he's not, yeah. like, he's consistent, and he's kind of in the background, but for, like, somebody who, I mean, spoilers, <laughs> is supposed to be the ultimate big bad. Right. And bring everybody together, it doesn't feel like he plays as prominent he's, as a role as maybe he should. Of, he's kind of this impending evil. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they know where they're going with the story with it, and I, and, and it's, it's really interesting. I'm right. not saying right, that, right, but right. I just think that he's not used as much... For me to convincingly be like, oh yeah, you know, that, make, that makes sense. Oh I mean, yeah, perfect, they, yeah, right, right. The, 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 the story is that he's supposed to be doing a lot of this in the background. Right, you right. Know? Yeah. And I get that, but it does feel like he is in the background too long. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Okay, and the focus is elsewhere and, and other points. Sure, but that's not that's not on Hugo. Weaving. Hugo, Weaving's fantastic. Right. right. I
1: get. I, I gotta
0: be a contrarian.
1: I I like that he's in the background a lot because they spend they spend a lot of time in this movie out of the Matrix, and that's where Smith operates for most of the movie until he inhabits. Uh, I think his name's Bane. Yes. Who? Yeah. You have him on the list, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Good. We'll talk about him later. Well, he's um, he's
0: more next week. He's not really in this movie as much he's I know because what you want to mention that's next week because the movie ends with them on the table yes oh that's right he's unconscious yeah yeah. he's unconscious
1: and then he wakes Um, up uh, yeah right I kind of like it I like that they have other things going on in this movie Mm -hmm. meanwhile Smith is still able to do whatever he's doing in the Matrix right Um, I don't know it it makes a lot of sense to me that he would just be like just because the heroes are have their own do it doesn't mean he's stopping what he's doing. He's still trying to quote unquote fix the matrix however he's however he thinks he needs to do it. Right. So you, I mean
0: I just would've liked to see more of that is what I'm saying. They don't have oh, to be uh-oh. there. I would have liked to see more of that. They I could see. have included a couple more scenes of what he's doing in there. Got it. Jada Pinkett Smith as Naomi. Really great. A very interesting addition to this cast.
2: I didn't know she was in the movie until she came on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I said because I watched it with John and I was like I was like, is that Jada Pinkett Smith? And he's like, yes, it is. And I was like, oh, okay. And I think her arc actually gets better in the next film. Again, we can't talk about these characters without talking about the next film. But right. I feel like her arc gets a lot better the next film. It kind of feels like this film, she's just this uh, love interest for Morbius. Like this lost love interest for Morbius in a way. Morpheus. Morpheus, I'm sorry. Terrell is on oh, your mind. Man, can't wait for Morbius. January 28th. But, um... Morpheus, yeah, she she I like her uh relationship with Morpheus, and I like that this is kind of like exploring that again. It's it's weird because I didn't love Morpheus in this movie, but I, the Niobe stuff is is like I don't know it, it it's it's fine. I think she's better the next movie. It feels like she's kind of just a love interest in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like she does some cool things, and she gets to be a part of the action uh a little bit but i think her role really expands uh the next film so i feel like she's more just like the love interest yeah. for morpheus this time around uh, and it feels a little it feels like they don't use her
0: to her capacity but a lot of the characters in this movie are basically we're going to put them in this movie just to establish them for what we're going to do we're going to the
2: introduce movie. them and then we're really going to grow them the next yeah like, right. like
0: like literally then it as like after this we're really gonna kinda of th- fly through I, I was a, gonna there, say, there's, there's really nobody else, right? Kind I, there's a like, couple there's a couple There's like a kid. But but it's <laughs> it's really, you know, hey, here's this here's this character. All right, we'll see him again next movie. Right, yeah. right. You know, and that way when they do the next movie that's oh that's that guy, that's that guy, that's that guy. Yeah, so, yeah John.
1: She was great. I I feel like it's an odd thing to see like competent female characters in movies, especially in the nineties. She's, she's a great character. the The characters take her seriously, which I appreciate. Yeah. Like when that, is mm-hmm. this is the where they they ask for people to take the mission to go find the Nebuchadnezzar, and yes. she's the first yes. one to answer. And nobody treats it like, "Oh, sweetheart, why don't you sit down?" It's like
0: she it's, has it, respect. Right? It's a yeah. serious. Centurion. She's thing. not the first one to answer. She's, is she not? No, she's not because Locke doesn't want to send somebody. Right. And. She like it's like a pause. Somebody else volunteers. Oh, she's second. Okay, and then she does it, and he's like, oh, "I didn't want you to do that." Right. I I, 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 I I totally get
2: what you're saying, though. She is like no. You're right. She is like a respected um, person in the resistance, and that's a commander, whatever she is. Um, She is a respected captain in the resistance, and that's a really you're right, very forward thinking thing for 2003. And we kind of talked touched on that in T3 a little bit, kind of the forward thinking of like a female Terminator. It's the same way here. There's a female Terminator. Yeah, T three has it oh, features okay. a female Terminator as like the antagonist. It's really great, but in this sense, it's really great to see a woman in a position of power and yep. respected, and not just looked right. down upon for, yeah. you know,
0: being well, a woman. When we did the Fast and Furious movies, we praised them for being diverse. We praised yep. them for for showing off women diversity. And, and in this, this movie, whew. yeah, this whole franchise is is yeah. very diverse. Yeah. very. Again, I would call it half its time. Exactly, because yep. it's supposed to be an androgynous character in this. Movie with Switch, the studio didn't really like that, but but uh, <laughs> but they were trying to do things that nobody else was doing at the time. So right. I do give them all the credit for that. Absolutely, so, and the fact you're right that this character doesn't just get laughed off; that she is badass and 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 fun to watch. Yeah. So this is another character I think we could probably talk about. Harold Perianu as Link.
1: I like Link a lot. He's I think he's a uh, a really good substitute for what's his name Tank. Tank. Um, Where's Tank? I'm just he's, <laughs> he's dead, canonically. We can talking about Tank later. He's dead. <laughs> he died six months ago, saving the kid. That's my headcanon. Yeah, I, I think he's a great addition to the cast. He brings a lot of energy to the role. Yeah. One thing that I, I so I did a, a a skim of the movie before we did this, and one thing that I appreciate is that every time Neo does something cool, he is surprised every time it happens. <laughs> he's blown away every yeah. single time. Yeah, and he's it's like, like, he's like, oh my god! And I'm just like, man, that guy is excited every day he <laughs> yeah. goes to work. Yeah, and I I appreciate it. He loves
0: he, his job. Yeah, I, I can tell. I really I, really like the character of Link. Oh, it I is a tell. great introduction, and yeah. his relationship with a uh, Z. Oh, oh Z Z. And and I think we talked about this. The, yeah, yeah, that is movie. kind of the heart of the movie. Like the, these the two next movies. Two, yeah. Exactly. And like, are is he gonna make it back? You know, what? And, and she's not just and we'll talk about her in a little bit too, but she's not just some sitting around Oh my husband right, is right. away and I'm useless. Like, no, she's in it too. She's so in the action, yeah. And it's just yeah, it's a really he is he's he's charismatic when he needs to be. Yeah. And and he catches the for not the biggest role. He catches your eye every time. He's yeah, he's
2: really, really great. And I guess as like, it sounds terrible, but you couldn't have asked for a better replacement for Tank yeah. than Link. I mean, he's really good. And yeah. I'm like, he's a great replacement uh character. Because that's kind of what he is. But at the end of the day,
0: it works. It doesn't feel like he's a replacement It doesn't right. feel like he, he is. It feels like he's thing. been there the entire time. And we just I, didn't see him yeah, until now. exactly. Right. Like, yeah. I had to question myself, I was like, is he in the first movie? He's not in the first movie. Like, yeah.
1: So, and I credit that to the, the Wachowskis for writing him in that well. He isn't yep. just... Like I said, he isn't just a tank. He isn't just filler, you right, know, right. <laughs> uh, wireframe nobody. He's, yeah.
0: And, John, you mentioned this earlier, and you are right about this, that they do use this two-movie story to flesh out some, not all, but some of these side characters mm-hmm. and kind of give them, like... Uh, more of a story like Link and Z doesn't get the story in a one movie Right, it's too much time for them Yeah, but because you have these two movies you can give them 20 minutes and 4 hours you know right. what I mean and it, it builds on that so I do give the, uh, the Wachowski's credit for that so Gloria Foster as the Oracle back Man, one more time
2: her, her final performance as the Oracle yeah and um it it's just one scene in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a good scene. It's a really good scene. I mean, you, you can yeah. feel her, uh, just her, like, power in that scene. It's, it's a really, really uh, wonderful scene. And her scene with Neo, again, very moving, very, like touching in a way it, it's a really great scene i like when he walks in you know she looks at him she's like look at you like she just she's so proud almost of what yeah she has like done with mm-hmm. him like not done but like she's proud of what but he's become it
0: felt yeah. like a son like talking to his it mother it feels almost. like a mother-son yeah. bond yeah, yeah there's a
2: dynamic there with that and it really works and she's great yeah,
1: yeah. i i appreciate the 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 air she brings to the movie, especially with, I think I said last time, the heavy subject matter that these movies can often bring up, um, just that breath of just you know, oh, there's, you know, this is going on. You're you, you have to do so that you you gotta do next. And then, like, like I said, Neo questions her, and we found out that she's not a human, which is a huge bombshell yep. out of no uh, probably yeah. for later in the in the thing, but just super cash. You're not a human, are you? You're a program. And he's just like, it was obvious because he can see the Matrix now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next uh, couple people on this list, we'll probably run through them pretty quickly. They don't. A lot of them don't have big parts, but uh, Randall uh, Duke came as the key maker. Love oh, the keymaker. The key maker is the best
2: character no, in mean, this he, movie. He, no, he's, he's not
0: really a character. Like he doesn't have much to do, but he is so much fun to watch.
2: I mean a he's a character. I mean he he's has fantastic. Been, he, he I I think his um his role is important, but it's I, not what like he doesn't say. have dialogue I mean, heavy scenes. He doesn't right have dialogue heavy scenes. I agree with you there. I think he he is more pivotal than you're letting on because no. he, he creates the key to allow Neo to go through that door. Right. And he is a very like important character to this specific story for Reloaded, Mm, Right. Um, But I really like the guy's performance. I just Mm, think he's very, even though he doesn't speak a lot. The one thing I said to you, as I was watching it is as he's going through all these crazy things, like he's on the back of a motorcycle, he's on a truck, he's getting thrown all over the place. This guy didn't complain once. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't not. complain once. He wasn't like making snarky comments on the back of the motorcycle, going "You're gonna jump that!" Like he just kind of like <laughs> goes with it, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, this guy's really cool." Like <laughs> he just kind of you know goes with the flow, I, and he's like, "I understand this
0: is my mission, and I'm here for it." I really appreciated that. I love that they play with the key making ability. That like he just like she can't get she can't figure out the car, the motorcycle he just yeah. pulls the key out. Like
3: right, here, he's like, right. "Why wow, you are useful?" Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: he's he's great. I.
1: I really enjoy the scene where they find him and he's just at his his workbench just making keys in his room of what must have been thousands of keys hung up on the wall. Like, he takes this job seriously, which I think lends to the—and uh, I mentioned this in the conversation with the Oracle, that, you know, the programmers do what the programs have to do. He's the key maker. His job is to make keys. And I, I like that a lot, that he's, his main purpose is to make the, the key for Neo— I believe, but he is a key maker, so he just spends all of his time being trapped. Question mark. I don't. I guess he was captured. They have to unlock the door. I feel like the door was just like they told him not to go anywhere, oh, well, so he just the, sat there um, making keys. I know the Merovingian had him. The Merovingian,
2: but it's but he didn't want to like share him. That was the whole thing. right. He captured him. He captured him, yeah, and he right, keeps yeah. him down there. And when they ask for him, they almost make it sound like he like the, Merovi- the Mero- Merovingian. the the French guy is <laughs> supposed to the Frenchman. Um, the Frenchman. Like they they almost approach him like he's supposed to share this guy. Yeah. And he just kind of yeah. says, like, no, I'm not gonna let you have yeah. him. So it almost seems like the keymaker is somebody who is used around the Matrix for different things, yeah. and this guy is just
1: kind of holding on to him and keeping him captured. That's the vibe I got. I wish they had played with his I know they they could, they didn't have the time, but his like ability i guess i would call it where he can just put a key into a door and then it's a door to somewhere else right right like Mm. that i would have loved to see more of that or they could they just didn't have the time right but that was yeah great character i love the performance
0: we can do the next two together because they are tied together monica bellucci as persephone yep and lambert wilson as the merovingian merovingian
2: that's his name persephone and the merovingian like persephone ends up having kind of again, a pivotal role in this in leading them to the Keymaker, but also really messing with them as well because she's like, she's like, oh yeah, here's the Keymaker, but also here's my husband. Have fun. And she kind of disappears and you're like, oh my God, Persephone is just like kind of a, you know, evil character in her own way. But she's going at it for revenge, I imagine.
0: They use her in an interesting manner to like, she briefly mentions like the other versions of the Matrix or like yep, the, yes. old, the old programs and like at, we'll talk about it more in the retrospective episode but as I'm doing my research like the old versions of the Matrix aren't just like the Matrix like right. they're completely different right, yeah. I don't know if you know John you may know more about some of those but like like literally like she's got those like two guards and I mean like one of them I think is a, a vampire one of them was oh, we're, a werewolf. Yeah, fans. werewolf. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, they werewolves. have the silver
2: bullets.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, we skipped over this for the Oracle. The the, the explanation of mythology
0: yeah. in right. The Matrix as yeah. just programs are doing because, the wrong thing. Because Incredible. one of one of the versions of The Matrix was just a nightmare world. That, yeah. There were monsters oh, running around. Oh, God. And that, that's,
1: that's the movie I want. <laughs> uh, in The Matrix Online, they kind of tease that the Merovingian was the operating system. For that, matrix. oh, interesting. Which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope to see more of that. There, yeah.
0: There's a lot of uh, as we go through these characters. Like, there's there's a couple like yeah, like that he was that or like there might be there's fan theories or beliefs that one of these other characters we're talking about might have already might have previously been one, the one as oh, well. Okay. in one of those. Interesting. So yeah, um, but guess. um, I, that's
2: Persephone. But anyway, yeah. Merovingian, Ugh. great villain. Yeah, great villain. I I like him. I like how. Uh, it's the smug Frenchman. Yeah. Like that's just a very I, I you know I enjoy the smug Frenchman in movies. Like whenever I go see a movie and I see a smug Frenchman, I go yeah yeah I, like that. I go yeah you Frenchman you are smug aren't the, you? The like, actor, I just like it.
0: It's very fun. From what I understand, the actor is French, but he like thickened his accent even more. He turned it up yeah for oh, this that's role amazing. yeah. Okay, I love okay, that's it fun. yeah.
1: He turned up that dial and was like I'm gonna go for it I, yeah. I really, really like the Merovingian. Uh, the The idea of other Matrixes got brought up. I think maybe once in the movie. Oh, it gets brought up by the architect later. But the idea of there being multiple "quote unquote" the ones gets brought up by the Merovingian in this movie because he mentions your predecessors had more respect, and you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> like it's just it's just throwing the whole thing for a loop. Yeah. It's planting the seeds really early for that bombshell at the end. Yeah, I really, really enjoy how just chaotic Persephone is just being like, yeah, I'll take you to the keymaker, but first the one has to plant one on me, and I have to know he means it. And like, it's a weird scene. It is a weird <laughs> scene, but I I just appreciate that she just she isn't in this for anybody except herself to get back at her, uh, yeah, her her cheating oh. hoe bag of a, of a, of a, of a husband. <laughs> and
0: um, I'm <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, you're all in. And the Marvinian is is a creep. He's a good side so- like side villain, like yeah. you know. Uh, he's not the main focus or villain of this movie, but he's right. a good little obstacle that they have to, they have to go over. I think of like a, I think of like a level boss. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> kind of, he's the he's mini kind of, boss. Yeah, he's kind of like the mini well, boss. Yeah. Again, um, maybe retrospective stuff, but apparently he is like the boss of Ma- the Matrix Online. Oh, I think, so, or from what I read, cool. Like, so that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You can't get Agent Smith, so use Merovingian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Helmet, Bakaitis... As the architect. I'll probably butcher that name. Yeah, we'll just call him the architect. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the architect.
2: Um, Really a pivotal scene in this movie. And I know, again, we'll get there when we get there. I know you had, like, issues with the scene. But I will say the actor portraying the architect, fantastic. Uh, Like, when that scene happens, it's one of those legendary scenes. Like, you see it. It's the room with the screens. And Mm -hmm. the guys just sit. And the way he delivers the lines, you're like, oh, my God. Like, this guy is intimidating, but also just very... um, knowledgeable and that's very scary yeah <laughs> because he knows a lot
0: yeah i, I like that scene I'm, I'm not trying to put down that scene that scene just felt like it's like the wachowskis like just throwing in as much intelligent dialogue as they can again it's, themselves it's in the wachowskis uh, elbowing you in the yeah, theater but 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 he his performance is is, is fantastic and the yeah. character is really interesting like i'm not trying to put that down i just it's it's a lot like if right. you oh, really sure. look up like, the, his speech or, like, his dialogue, it's very... He drops a lot of lore yeah. in and that moment. It makes sense because, of course, this guy is in charge of all this. He would speak that way. Like
1: right. I agree with Ryan completely. It makes a lot of sense that he would talk like he really bought his own press because he just, he made the Matrix, however many versions of it he made. He uses d- all the $10 words because he knows he's smarter than everybody in the room, even if that one person is Neo. And he does not, like the Oracle, does not care at all. That he is the one because he met the other five. Right, right. <laughs> so he's just like, oh, good, another yeah, one. Yeah, right, This keeps happening. I'm sorry about this, <laughs> but you got to make a decision. Right. But, like, we can talk about what they see when we get to it, but yeah, great scene, interesting character.
0: Uh, Neil and Adrian Raymond as the twins, so these are just the, the, go- the ghost twins? I yeah, yeah. They're Uh, fine. Chasing them. Yeah, I I don't have much to say. about them. No, exactly. They're fine. They're cool. Like you know, goons to take down. It it kind
2: of also builds that lore of like the werewolves, the ghosts, Mm -hmm. the vampire. Like you know, it's it's cool in that aspect. But they're fun. I think they have you know that fun action scene they're in. It's cool. I appreciate how cocky
1: they were. Like
2: they really thought they were going to win. Yeah, they were like, Like, "We're ghosts," and he's
1: like, "We're getting very annoyed." Yes, we are. Like. Like then they're going to win because they're mad. It's like I forgot they reference
2: themselves in like the third person. Yeah,
1: we're getting very reminds me of uh, Seinfeld.
2: George is getting
3: upset.
1: (laughs) Um, George likes spicy chicken. (laughs) When the fight sequence then begins in the in the parking garage, and the one walks in front of the car, phases through it, but like pretends to cut Trinity's neck, just as like a weird power move. Mm. Um, I'm here for it. Yeah. I get it. I understand the confidence and the cockiness. Like, if I could tra- like become uh, intangible, I would pretend to cut people apart in Cars too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just to stay in the middle of this yeah. with, with a sword out swinging yeah, at Cars.
0: Yeah, no yeah. reason not to. So we'll move on. Colin Chow as Seraph. Seraph is cool. Seraph is cool in this
2: movie. We'll talk about him more yeah. next week for sure, but I really like his character in this movie for the little he does. This is yeah.
0: the one, the guy... Who, the rumor is that he was a previous one. I could I could buy that. Because be, he, he beat the Merovingian at that one, right?
2: He well, mentions that he... Smith. Beat, Smith.
0: Well, he mentions that he... he yeah, he faced off uh, against...
3: Was it Smith, Smith. or... Whatever, and and he said he beat, at beat him. One point, yeah, yeah, and he said oh, he beat him. him.
2: Yeah, there's there's a line in I think it's again I think that might be the third movie, but uh, in this movie they kind of introduce him, but he gets much more time in revolutions. But I think he does have a line in that movie where he goes he goes I've beaten you once before, yeah, and it's Smith I think, right? Yeah, so that's a really great theory. Yeah, that he could have been the one at one point. Yeah, and that yeah, it's
0: also that he's kind of like a metaphor for like firewall like he's like protecting yes. the oracle. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. He's protecting the oracle and then he yeah. protects a
2: little girl too. Yeah. Um, oh, he, tries. But it, it, he tries. But this movie the little he does, he does enough that he's interesting. Yeah. And I like that they grow that. He has the next a, a movie. A but, great charismatic energy to him. But yes, right.
0: So uh Nona Gay as Z. So this is what we talk about Oh, with this Link. is uh yeah, so this Marvin is Link's Gay's, wife. Gay's daughter. Yeah, Marvin Gaye's daughter. Yep. yep.
2: Yeah, Link's wife. She's fantastic. For the little she does. <laughs> Again, for the little she does. Again, their story grows in the second... And we're going to be saying that for a lot of these characters now. But, yeah. you know, she, it's a good introduction for her character. Um, they get you invested in their story enough to want mm-hmm. to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all you could have asked for. This was supposed to be Aaliyah, right?
0: Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry. We'll get there. No, no, you're fine. Um, yeah, there is more to this character, like, casting-wise. Yeah, yeah we'll right. get there. Yeah. So, uh, Anthony Zerby as Counselor Heyman... This was an interesting one because I felt like he was going to be more important because he's yeah. the one that talks to Neo when he gets to the city and they have the scene together and they go down yeah. into like the engineering and room. And I, I thought right. like he was going to end up being like evil or he's going to be like more of a fleshed out character. And then he, he barely ever he, he, saw he,
2: he dis- a I thought he's going to be evil too. And he's like, "Let's go walk in the engineering room at night." I'm like that's like sith level stuff that's what like that's what palpatine, palpatine would palpatine do vibes. Yeah. Uh, you get palpatine vibes you're like that's what palpatine would do he would walk that's through fair. an engine room at night but yeah he just turns out to be kind of like a nice old man i guess and he's just like no i just really wanted to show you the engine room and you're like oh okay thanks uh thank you
1: yeah bye <laughs> you know it's fine but i you know yeah. it's it's Eight. it's a fine thing i i didn't mind him he shows up. He stands up for Morpheus for a bit. He gives Neo a pep talk, and then he's gone yeah, forever. Yeah, he disappears, so, and that's
2: fine. Yeah, yeah, down. I'm, I'm down. Harry Lennox as Commander Locke. I like Harry Lennox a lot as an actor. Like I know him from more than not just the Justice League movie. Zack Snyder's great, uh, not just the Justice League movie, but also he's in a um, <laughs> Who was he's in that? he's in a really great he's show. The,
0: so he's he's the commander. Or like I think the, he actually the, appears a man of steel first, he, Yeah, right? he's like the general in like the Zack Snyder uh Superman or movies. And <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and, and, and he is revealed to be Martian, man- Martian Manhunter in right. right. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Very um, interesting. Spoilers. But he's also oh, in a oh, yeah. really <laughs>
2: He's also in a great show called uh, The Blacklist with uh, Spader. Oh, um, yeah. And he's really good in that show. But, yeah. But, Jimmy um, Spade. Yeah. but um, Harry yeah. Lennox, he's great. He always kind of plays these types of characters, like authoritative characters, like characters that are in some sort of authoritative role. And he's really good at it. I think it's just the voice yeah. and the way he delivers the lines. But I like him in this role. You know, again, it's kind of a small thing where it's he has the relationship with Niobe, but he obviously just watches that crumble. As the movie goes on, and that's well, fine. Well, we don't and really goes, know because they don't complete that story. But, they don't on, complete that on. story, but but a lot of his story is kind of just being essentially the antagonist to Morpheus when you really think about think about it. He's kind of just the antagonist to Morpheus specifically, yeah. and he really believes in what he's doing, and you know,
0: it's it's fine. <laughs> he really goes after Morpheus.
1: He goes after him a lot.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I get it. Like yeah, I, exactly. I,
1: I as much as I I I, I like Morpheus. Locke, if if I remember correctly, he was he wasn't a t- like a test tube baby like like the other bunch of other characters are. I think he was born in yeah. Zion. I, don't, I didn't see any inputs on him. Yeah, he was. So a, I mean, he, he Zion, cannot either. go into the matrix. He can't see all this stuff Neo is doing. Yeah, so. I get it. He's a guy who was trying to defend Zion, and right. you keep having to deal with this insubordinate Captain who keeps being like, "No, there's a guy. He's doing some really cool stuff for us in the computer. He's really good at Microsoft Excel." I need you to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll save us all. I swear. He knows how to format Microsoft Word. <laughs> like, I, I get it. I, I, Commander Locke is an underrated character because he is a hard a- on morpheus
0: yeah for very good reasons. yes agreed agreed yeah Yeah. ian bliss as bane there's nothing really to talk about in this movie super small we're going to talk about him more in the next movie but i just wanted to set him up for that sure it doesn't do much yeah Yeah, i i didn't he the movie ends with like (laughs) the movie ends with this big dramatic uh like reveal reveal of his body yeah but it's been so long since we saw him that i was like who is that so i i also
2: (laughs) when we watched reloaded they revealed him and i went should I know who that is? I thought to myself, should I know who that is? I was like, I don't know if this is a character. Like, I thought to myself, is this a character? I thought it was the ca- guy from the first movie. I thought
0: Joe Pantoliano, he- yeah. I
2: thought Mr. Pantoliano was back. That's who I thought was back. And it just turns out to be Bane. And I was like, oh, it, okay. Now I get it from mm. earlier in the movie. But I thought it was the guy from the first movie. And they, like, found him
1: still alive. Yeah. But Again, I like that a lot. I, I think it's a really cool it's it's a slow burn because that happens so early in the movie. You're right, like, right, yeah, Oh man, what happened? And then at the end of the movie, you're like, oh my god, he's not dead. I, sure. I think it's great. I,
0: it it was just just because it's so dramatic, like the shot, and like they're they're making it out to be like you're supposed to know this guy. Yes. Yes. And I just was like, I don't know who that is. So That's I get I it. And then last we have Clayton Watson as the kid. Again, somebody yeah in this movie introduced. Flushed out more in the next movie yeah, he just really likes Neo <laughs> I think his role in this movie is Neo super fan yeah I mean that's really <laughs> what it isn't his, his he is like not origin but like his introduction um, is actually like fleshed out more in like the Animatrix yep oh interesting yeah okay so he has there's a segment called the kid and it's all about him oh that's so okay uh, cool if you want to learn more about that I guess we'll have to watch that but (laughs) Um, I I do
1: like I like the the actor a lot I think the performance is good I like how Neo is constantly annoyed by this kid he's so put out by him he's just like he's like every time how does he know (laughs) and uh, he just Neo Neo I heard what you did in the matrix and he's just like oh god yeah and please get away from me (laughs) He, you know, does not want him around. He's like, "Oh man, just a few more months, I can join a ship, and I want to join the Nebuchadnezzar." And he's just like, "Come on, man, stay here. Just get out <laughs> of my face." Really, what they should have done was, when the kid kept bothering him,
2: they should have had Neo turn around and just reuse one of his lines from the first movie and look at him and go, "I know
0: kung fu." <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh man, that's
0: a missed moment in my
3: opinion.
2: Oh,
0: you need to write a screenplay. Yeah, that, that would—that's a missed moment. Genius. <laughs> So we'll wrap up the cast, and we'll go into budget. Okay, it's one hundred twenty-seven to one hundred fifty million dollars. budget. Oh, it's a range. Of wow, that. um, that's a lot of money. I will say, it's yeah. a lot of money. So yeah, big budget. Well, after the success of the first one, they were just like they were kind of just like do whatever. you it want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it was a blank check. Oh yeah, yeah, it was blank check. I
1: mean, that. you can see. I think they, they, they didn't. They, I feel like for the highways, I think they built. The they built the highway stretch of road. Incredible. And, and, Paving's expensive. Yeah, and then so. they, they
0: donated like everything after that. They they yeah. recycled it or re- reused it. Oh, They're that's like, cool. Good yeah, them. yeah,
1: put so, on them. The the effects, man, they did a lot of them. <laughs> Some really good. Some, Some. really good. It, you know what? I will yeah, say. We'll get um, I'm. I yeah. We'll get. We'll get to it. Never mind. <laughs> what well, box office?
0: Seven hundred thirty nine point four million dollars. Made the money back. Yes. They made the right Jesus call, giving Christ. them that giving them that blank check yep. essentially. I mean, Killed they made that it. money back. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's a lot of money for two thousand three. It is, that's a, lot is. a lot of money in general money. for two thousand. Yeah, yeah, in general, that uh, that beats T three. <laughs> <laughs> I think T three was also 03 and yeah. uh, does not perform at that level. So that's um, yeah, that's that's much more money.
0: Uh, let's talk. That's Ron- a franchise. <laughs> let's talk Rotten Tomato score. A critics certified fresh at seventy three percent. So they like it. Despite this yeah. reputation like I talked about, it, it is apparently was received well. Audience was fresh at 72%. So right around the same range. they in agreement. I, I, yeah. I think it's a, a vocal minority that are, are
1: hating this movie. Well,
0: I think when the third one came out, I th- like I mentioned, I think they're that, so connected that it's like, oh, the sequels don't live up to the hype or they, the story didn't right. go in the direction that people wanted it to go right. or what they could have. So, yeah, yeah, it's a bridge movie. Yeah. I it. Let's do my synopsis. Let's do it. Uh, not as much as the Terminator synopsis, but a little bit more than last one. We'll okay. Do three
1: so. sentences from the first one, I get it. Well, more <laughs> happens, so.
0: When Neo, Morpheus, Trinity, and the other citizens of Zion learn that an army of Sentinels are targeting Zion, the crews are encouraged to prepare for ba- the battle. However, Neo must travel into the Matrix to find a way to put an end to the war between humans and the machines, all while avoiding the revised Agent Smith, who is continuously growing stronger. Kind of sound like you just described the Terminator movie. The war between the humans and the machines. Very much Yeah, so. very close very, to that, very isn't very it? So.
2: Yeah, that's the uh, synopsis. It's a pretty great story, really. I think the story really uh, picks up more in Revolutions. <laughs> Again, I keep saying yeah. that. I feel like I really keep saying that. But, like, this is kind of the groundwork movie. Like, yeah. they need to, like, lay that that foundation for Revolutions. Like, this movie walks so Revolutions can run,
1: essentially. Right. And I... Does it run though? Mm-hmm. Yes, Revolution's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I um, I know you had said before, Ryan, that, you, you think that this probably could have been one movie instead of two.
0: I mean, I, it would need a okay. lot of editing and a lot of... You would miss out on a lot of those side stories. I'm not yeah, saying I, that, but... I think it would have been a...
1: A, a, a bad single movie and the pacing would have been very off and they would have been very rushed I, I think they i appreciated the pacing in this movie the story like the the pacing in the stories i liked the introduction and then fleshing out of the side characters or if not fleshing out then the inclusion of them having things to do in the world besides waiting for neo to do the thing
0: agree with that actually yeah it's an interesting story and i don't know it's just it's not the direction i necessarily thought that they they would go to but it, it is you know they do flesh out more of the world outside of the matrix and they're exploring that more because i guess the first movie was so much based on explaining this concept it was more of like, well, now let's show them what the actual world is like. So I guess right. that's what they're trying to accomplish here.
1: What did you think would happen? Like, what, what did you expect the story to go to? From? I
0: really didn't know. I really hmm. didn't know. But I, I guess, I guess, um, I thought that like, not that it's not, but I guess I thought that like, the Matrix itself would be more important in the story, and it's not really that important. I mean, it's used more in this movie than than it is in, in the next movie. I don't know. I just. I didn't expect this. I don't exactly know what I expected. That's fair because they
1: they don't bring up the war with the machines. They bring it up but they don't bring up the imminent attack from the machines or they don't even if I remember right they don't even allude to it. In the first one, so when you get to this one, you're like, "Yeah, I know there's a war going on, but wait, we're getting attacked right now." Oh, okay. I, I thought there was like some time in between. Them. Well, there's
0: they they use other media like the animatrix and some other stuff we'll talk about later, right, to fill in those gaps and to and to create that that storyline. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, I guess just because they they like they mentioned Zion in the first movie, but they meant yeah. like they mention it like it like as like a sanctuary. Like I didn't think of it as what we we're shown. Own. Like it just seemed like it would be different than what we got. Right. I guess because they, they don't take the time to really talk about it that much in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: I don't know about you guys. I really like the design of Zion. The design I thought was really good. Well, <laughs> well
3: let's put that let's that, in let's let's into, that opinions. into our opinion. Yeah. We'll yeah so opinions. Opinions. Oh, sorry, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think there we were. the Zion, of Zion the d- design of Zion. <laughs> you just wanted to say it's, the design? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what are your overall opinions on the film? Good.
1: It is a good. It is a. It's a good movie. I. I mean. I. I like it just as much as, as the first one. I mean, I spent a lot of time thinking about it, through, you know, through the week like it, like it did with the Matrix. I like it a lot. And the, the story isn't as I don't know, as as deep as as the first one, if you Agreed. want if you want to call it that. It's not changing anybody's world that the first one was like nobody was going home trying to unplug themselves. Right. But yeah, it was great. I I did get a little tired of Neo learning about philosophy, a fight. Neo learning a fight. New learning and then another fight that happens multiple that, that, times. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, it, it well, how, how does it start? It's, it's Oracle, Smith, Merovingian, Ghosts, yes. and then I forgot what the last fight is Architect,
0: and then and then they going into the giant sea saves Trinity, right? So, right, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, I, I understand the the uh, that people like you know derive this movie for for those reasons because it, it, you know, it's just story, it's just learning and then a fight. I, I get it. It's like a Dragon yeah. Ball Z episode. That's a good analogy,
2: actually. It is kind of like a Dragon Ball Z episode. Um, this film is definitely, to me, the like I keep saying, it's the groundwork film. Yeah. It's the movie. My opinion of it overall is that it's a pretty good movie. I think it, it lays the groundwork pretty well. Um, you get some really interesting stuff with uh, Neo and Trinity specifically. Mm-hmm. Again, don't love don't love the Morpheus. <laughs> thrown to the side kind of thing that they do um again it starts strong but i think as the movie continues it just kind of he dwindles towards the end doesn't become as important i think but beyond that i like the ground laying the groundwork for all the side characters that they're really going to lay into in revolutions more lore building a lot of lore building really between oracle architect you know learning that there's more than just one of the ones if that makes sense. And more than one Matrix. Um, more than one Matrix. Like I like, there's so much going on in this movie. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate the world building aspect of it. Well, and they um, mentioned
0: that briefly too in the first movie, don't they? Because Smith does say in the first movie about like the first attempt was like a peaceful... Paradise. Oh, he, does, right. he does. He does he mention it, that,
2: but I don't. Yeah, he references that
0: there was like one.
2: Yeah, before, but th- we find out there's five. Yeah, and the way that he, one, the way that he kind of
0: phrases ways. it is not that like it's it, it all ends and we start over. It's just it seems like it, like, like the way I took it is something like, new stuff. Yeah, or the, the way that I took it is that, like they just kind of changed like the aesthetic of it almost, but like <laughs> not that like they wiped everything and then hey, we'll let's just do it again.
3: Yeah, like, I mean
2: I want the one with the monsters running around. That's what I want. Um, <laughs> right, but like overall I think this is. a pretty good movie and i think it earns the right to be a part one to a story because essentially this is a part one part two deal and i think as far as like a part one story goes it lays the groundwork really well and like you said i don't really like the whole like neo meets somebody fights neo f- meets somebody fights that first one with oracle going to the smith scene is awesome but then when i see like two more happen i'm like okay this is getting a little old but that yeah. first smith one is like fantastic yeah. and then it kind of just gets more ridiculous as you go on you're just like ghosts what is this mm. pac-man oh, i do think I, anybody I said that just,
0: well i said it <laughs> <laughs> I think that the Wachowskis, <laughs> like, they kind of got lost in this world a little bit. I think that they kind of got caught up in what they could do. Yeah. That they start to think about not, like, maybe what works best for the movie or would be more understanding or enjoyable for an audience. And yeah. they start to kind of do, like, we think this is cool or this, this is this is philosophically interesting, so we're going to go that in that direction. This
2: goes into your thing, though, about them kind of, like, Writing something really intelligent for the sake of it and kind of patting themselves on the back. There's a lot of that in this movie. And I Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. And I'm
0: not trying to, again, I'm not trying to come off as I'm saying that movies need to be dumb. I yeah. don't. I don't believe that. I like when a movie wants to be intelligent and takes that route. It just. It feels like maybe you should sometimes sprinkle the other way in. And they're always choosing to just go this direction. It's fine so. if it's very
2: intelligent, but maybe uh, don't also pat yourself on the back while you finish a page <laughs> of the script. Well, right? Like well, you finish like the page, finished- they show it to each other and they go,
0: right, <laughs> right. Like it's just kind of like stop, Bachowski's. <laughs> well, like I said, I mean, I think they do it really well in the first movie that. Even if you don't look at it from that way, you still get these, that action sequence is so cool. That right. like kung fu is really cool. Right. That slow-mo is really cool. Like, you can look at it in an intelligent manner and you can look at it in a, I'm just here to watch a popcorn movie. Yeah, And this absolutely. starts to feel less like a popcorn movie. And more like and you more, have to pay attention. Exactly. And if I, like... If I look away for five seconds, I don't know if I'm going to understand what's happening next. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, again, I don't think that that's a general audience's type of move. Yeah, if you look away for a second, you find yourself going through another door. Overall, I think it's an interesting choice for the follow-up to the first movie. They take it in in an interesting direction, showing Zion and and expanding on this world. Like Mm -hmm. you said, this is a lore, this is a world, lore and world building movie. For sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, exploring this world outside of the Matrix. However, I think it does tend to get stuck on some of its more broader, more existential ideas. Yeah. And uh, loses parts of what made the first film so enjoyable. Like I said, I think it's a good movie. I am in the minority. A little sneak peek for next week. I think it's the superior movie <laughs> but of, 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 of part one and part two. Okay, but I find this to be a, a rather enjoyable. I do think that the first half is more enjoyable or better than the second half. Sure, with the exception of like maybe the freeway scene, okay. which is in the yeah. second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really great action sequence. Interesting. But
1: we know how much you love that dancing sex scene. No, no,
0: that is trash. But I like <laughs> the, the first <laughs> half. In, which you like in the superior. first half. It is full of these character inter- interactions and these moments, and the relationships are growing. Right, it's introducing you to all these characters. Yeah, but not Especially, not even, well,
2: even the new ones. But the not old even ones. that though.
0: Just it, like we, like I said, we get to see Trinity and Neo have a conversation right. and, and a relationship, right. and it's not they're together now. You know, we yeah. get to see them interact more, even right. Neo and Morpheus, and we get to see more of that. And I found that interesting. Right, and as we start to just slip into you know, here is this giant action sequence. Enjoy. The action sequences are cool, but it did start to lose me a little bit. Right.
1: So, okay, cool. I was going to agree with the, the, the characterization for uh, Neo and Trinity's uh, relationship, because in the first one, it was definitely just like, you love him. Neo, I love you. You're the one. And this one, you actually get to see it. They, they are a couple. They're, <laughs> they spend all their time on this ship, with seven other people, however many people, and as soon as they get to the city, they're just, they are wanting to spend time together. And I... Re- nice, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't find their relationship as realistic as Link and Z's relationship. No. That no. one definitely sticks up as, like, I don't know, I, I, just, I like their... I, I actually agree no, with No, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. That I agree, too. With, I agree too. with him. I think,
2: I think that Jesus uh, thing that Neo has, he's kind of, I, I don't know, it's a, little,
1: it's a little weird to me. I think the Jesus thing really picks up in the next movie more so than. than oh, this absolutely, movie. absolutely. <laughs> not for any particular reason or anything, <laughs> but like the—he's uh, he, not Jesus yet. He's Jesus Light right now. He's Jesus Light, but I think Trinity's really into he's
3: that. He's Jesus Priest. I think right. I think yeah. I think Trinity's right.
2: really because she likes the One. She's mm. she is supposed to fall in love with the One, and I you know I think she's into that to some degree. Right. You know, and there, I I do agree with you. I think um, Link and Z's relationship is much more interesting yes. and realistic mm-hmm. than Neo and uh, Trinity. I think there's a fascination there to me. Yeah, that doesn't seem realistic. No. but that's just me.
0: Well, let's talk uniqueness. What stands out for you in this movie? For me, I think
2: it's actually some of the really creative fight scenes. Like I keep mentioning the Smith fight we haven't brought that when, up yet it was i'm waiting for well, <laughs> well we're gonna I'm, do
0: scenes soon so that's oh, what i'm saving I got multiple that's what i'm really I got that's multiple multiple scenes to bring it. up.
2: but um i think that's like just some of those creative aspects with uh those scenes um i think the introduction of these side characters who are really going to be main characters in the next movie in a way um really stands out and uh, i also think the the world building and the lore building is a huge huge standout of this movie Mm -hmm. um but those are just a few things to name a few what do you guys got
0: well yeah it's absolutely the world building it's being able to see zeon and more about like the world outside of the matrix right But also like learning more about like the programs Mm -hmm. in the matrix because i feel like in the first one they don't really explore that as much as with the exception of these agents or these programs set to take us out or whatever so learning more about like the architect being a program. The right, oracle being a program. Right, right. And then again, that's something that's even expanded more in the third movie with mm-hmm. characters that we meet there. And what's a program or what's like the purpose of a program and stuff and getting into there. Right. That's, that's next week though. Uh, the action still stands out. It does feel like they're leaning a little bit on, like, too much on the CGI. Like, there's a little overabundance at points. Sure. And even a scene that is awesome kind of falls off because of the CGI as we move through it. I also was a little turned up sometimes by the overbearing religious tones in the movie.
2: Okay. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah, those are great points.
1: The thing that stuck out for me was how the world blending was handled. Like, in a lot of movies...
3: Hmm. When
1: you found out that the Oracle wasn't a program, I can think of a dozen movies that would have just been like, You're not a program? Close up on neo's face and just like a, like a, <laughs> a sound effect. This was yeah. just every single major, like, plot development is handled just like in such a matter of fact way that I. Believably. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate, it. like, well, it's, uh, the Oracle, let's get the obvious things out of the way first. And neo's like, You're not a human, are you? Nope. um The Merovingian just dropping that. Neo isn't the first of the one. I think he mentioned more than one version of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. The 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 Neo being able to see in Matrix code is right. just That's really cool. That's I, do like, thing that comes I do like out of nowhere. I haven't mentioned that and I do really like that. That's yeah. a cool, cool aspect of this film. So he can he can see that Seraph is a different program because each program's color coded, like right. the agents are green seraph is this golden color yeah it's it's really interesting this scene with the architect all the lore that's dumped there it's just again it's that's like ryan said if you're not paying attention you're going to lose it because the way they handle lore in this movie is just everyone knows didn't you get the memo like yeah this is the fifth this is the sixth matrix this you're the fifth the sixth version of the one right all the other ones took the door opposite neo and that's what happened Right. And it's all handled in such a way that you're just like, wait. <laughs> it's just it's just a bunch of rapid punches coming. You're like, wait, what? No, stop. Yeah. Stop, stop Wachowski's. <laughs> I think
0: that in many, in many ways, in more ways, uh, that is a positive. But I do think in some ways that is a, to the detriment of the film a little
1: right. bit. Right. Well, especially right. with the way the architect talks when he's so, you have to believe this, he's just so up his own a- yeah. With like oh, yeah. using using the but, using all of the words well, he uses. That's
0: that's my point about that scene. Is I like right. and I like that scene, but you're absolutely right. It it, it does feel like he. If, feels that way, like the character, right. and it does feel he's, like... He's, the Wachowskis are kind of that right, way when they're writing this. right, that right. I
2: think the architect is really into himself, but at the same time, it, it feels like he kind of has to be, yeah. to a degree. No, and, and I totally get that that's the Wachowskis as well, like I, because it, it goes beyond the architect with that. <laughs> like, obviously. Cloud Atlas. But
1: anyway, <laughs> um, was uh, is the architect um, the Wachowskis self-insert? It, it might, it be. It might, be. It might um, be. might be. Oh, the, the revelation that the Oracle was made to understand human empathy and that's like to to introduce the 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 choice into the matrix and she learned empathy and and emotion through that like and that she is she's you know the quote unquote mother of the matrix all of it is handled so well yeah that that's what stuck out for me
2: cool So, does this bring anything new? Yeah, I think it brings more of... um, Like I said, (laughs) I mean, we kind of hammered on it, but there is more world-building happening here. There is more lore-building happening. Um, There is relationships with characters growing. There's new characters that are introduced that are going to be a major part of revolutions. You know, and maybe some characters who were really important in the first movie don't uh, have as much to do. Boy, would I love to have seen more Morpheus. But anyway, that's some of the things for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's exactly that. I mean, it's... The you know the world of Matrix and what life is like for humans at this point. Right. Uh, other than the
1: the lore, I oh, boy a lot of new Neo abilities.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. being able That's to true. reach
1: into somebody's chest, pull a bullet, up, and then restart their heart. Yeah, that was a new one. And then also, this is oh, and then stop five sentinels outside the Matrix. Yeah.
0: Yep. yep. Exactly. He's he is he is becoming the almighty. Yeah. He's powerful, one, to, yeah. to the, the, the source,
1: quote unquote, whatever whatever that is in the Matrix. That's,
2: a, that's, a, that's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: what is the best scene in this movie?
2: I'll start because uh, I've been itching to talk about it. It's yeah. it's the Neo and Agent Smith scene for me, right yes. it, towards kind of the beginning. There, um, no, I guess it's towards the beginning. It's within the first. Yeah, first 45 at least. First 45, right? That scene is just unbelievable to me. I mean, when I was... I actually didn't know that that scene was in the movie. And I feel like I've seen bits and pieces of it before. But Mm. actually seeing the whole thing happen... It's a longer scene, too. You don't think it's... It's like you feel like it's going to like cut at some point and it goes for like a solid eight to ten minutes. I yeah. mean it's a long scene but it's really good for – to me it's really good and I think it's just a testament to them building upon the action that they had in the first movie. Like this is to me kind of the equivalent – in a way, to, like, the dojo scene from the first movie. Yeah. Like, I think this is their version of that, but it's obviously just a bunch of Smiths coming in, and that that's really cool to me. I like how Neo fights them off. I love the abilities he's using, um, and I like that he does get overwhelmed and kind of has to le- get away from it because he's like, whoa, like, there, there are a lot of yeah. uh, Smiths here, and I can't handle it, but... Yeah. Um, Regardless, I just think it's a cool scene. Yeah, and there's some CGI stuff in there, but I, I don't I, I overlooked
0: it. I think it works. It is kind of the new like bullet time sequence where like they're showing off what they can do mm-hmm. with like with this because that now that's not that big of a deal. You know, we can yeah, we go to see a movie like Avengers Endgame and that whole game yeah. <laughs> is full of these people. Yeah. And at this point it's Oh my God! How many Smiths are there? I can't believe they got that many on on camera. Right? And yeah, I I like that movie or that scene. And that would have been my pick. It, it becomes full CGI at one point, and yeah, it is a little dist- it is distracting. It does take away from that. And there was a scene that I thought stood out more from that. We'll talk about it in a minute, but I want to get John's oh, thoughts, cool. thoughts on this. So
1: I. I, I like the CGI in this a lot actually and I think that it even fits within the lore of the Matrix because they are doing things it wasn't designed to do exactly so if you were watching yeah. it it might look a little rubbery because neo is moving faster than people should be moving right, like right to me I can um, I can I can contextualize the, the the rubbery CGI within within the movie because that right, just right. it makes sense to me I, I I really enjoy how you see Smith just stab an agent and just transform him like... He's got no allegiance to the agents anymore because he's he's not one. He's his, his own independent program, and that'll yeah. come up more in the next movie. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, it's it's great. Is is that your is that your scene? Is that the scene? No, you're... no. Okay. I, I just it's a very fun scene because <laughs> watching Neo get that um, that metal fence post and just <laughs> Wreck and shop. Oh yeah. come on, yeah, it's, the metal it's fence incredible. Post. Yeah, it's great. It's... it's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> it's just really fun. It's great. Yeah.
0: You want to name off uh, your scenes then, and, and uh, if I'm you gonna, mention mine, I'll. Uh,
1: I got. I got. I need, to, uh, need one more second because I got to pick. I got to pick one.
0: Well, no, you pick a couple. Name shoot off a couple.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, we, we do honorable mentions here. Yeah, right. I mean the the yeah. architect scene sticks out obviously. Yeah, that was um, a close second for me. I will say I like, I, I like that scene. Yeah, I, I do it's like great. that scene a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the architect scene sticks out for a couple reasons. The um, all of the different screens like. All the different possibilities that, like the way Neo could react, the choices he could make. Yeah. Right, I
2: find very interesting. And how they
0: zoom in on one, and that's showing the one that he made. Yeah, yeah. My favorite is um, the
2: one where uh, uh, Neo is giving the finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like in the thing, he's just like has the finger <laughs> up, and you're like, that's amazing. I and then were, just cursing up a storm. Yeah, background. yeah. Uh...
1: <laughs> I I do have to admit there was a thing I didn't notice um, that I got from YouTube when Neo gets ready to leave. It, it, it's the room of possibilities. Right. All of the screens of Neo turn toward the same door. I had yep. noticed that until recently. And he's
2: the only one that turns
1: to the, the other door. No, the no the they all go to the same door. Do they really? Not a single yeah. version oh. of Neo did not save Trinity. That's incredible. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. get that until recently. Huh. It, it's a really incredible detail that just hammers it home. And um, it, it throws down the Neo has to pick 23 people from Zion, I believe it was 23, to keep the human race going. Right. And then they're just going to restart the Matrix again. Right. And mind explosivo. It's really interesting. Yeah. I just, having to pick 23 people from Zion, you know that the other five versions of the one did that thing. Right. They they chose to save less than 30 people from Zion. And just start everything over. And the, uh, the admission from the architect, like, yeah, I can't. Like you're gonna happen no matter what I do, right? Right. So I'm just gonna lean into it now. There's the door, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a really great scene. The more I talk about it, the more I think I'm just gonna pick that scene unless okay. I can think of something else. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> the yeah. only
0: one my my pick is the is the the freeway chase sequence. I I don't have Incredible. anything. You know, a yeah. big yeah. long speech. Just. Cool action sequence. No, it's <laughs> yeah. great. It's- Come on, give us a speech. 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 Speech.
1: It's as practical as you can get,
2: man. Yeah, yeah. Three hundred cars they had. Yep. Yeah, it's Rump. that's pretty great. And we, yeah, we're a big advocate for. Uh, Practical Absolutely. action. Absolutely, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, before we get into the connectivity, let's talk about our ratings, because we didn't give our ratings. Sure. So, I guess I'll start. Sure. Uh, I think I'm going to go with three stars on this one. Okay. I gave it three and a half
1: myself. I'm probably going to agree with Andrew on this. I'm going to go with a solid, very solid
0: three and a half to 3.75 stars. It's not a bad movie by any means, and, and Andrew, we've had this conversation mm-hmm. before in other episodes, three is a really good score. It's still a good score. It means that the movie's... Again, your, people's good. personal ratings are their
2: own thing. And yeah. for, for you, 3 is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. If you look at it out of 5, 2.5 is okay. middling, okay average movie, middle yeah. of the road. So 3, it's better than that. It's yeah, a good movie. I agree. Yeah. But I just think it is, it is very clearly a step down from the previous movie. Whether you like this movie or not, I have, I, and I would be interested to hear somebody's opinion on this, if they do feel this way, but I haven't seen anybody that says, oh no, this is actually better than the first one. Oh no, this is a step
2: down in quality from the first one. There's no doubt about that. But as far as just like, I, I, again, I kind of looked at this maybe because I watched them back to back. I kind of just looked at it as a part one. Yeah, and that, yeah, that and I think that's what elevated the score for me a little bit more. Because a, 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 as a standalone movie, if this was just a standalone, it probably would be three for me. Mm. But
1: because it's a part one, that raises it up a little <laughs> bit. So I get that. It's kind of out of order. I get a chance to to comment on 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 your favorite scene. Can I talk about it for a second. Yeah, go for it. Okay, okay. cool. This is a, a thing I, I I saw online. I, I really I thought it was interesting how the 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 agents. Can dodge bullets, but once Morpheus picks up a sword, he's able to cut the yeah. guy's tie. Yeah, like I, it's it's a weird limitation they have. I just that and the fact that they just can crash into each other with an impunity because they don't care. Right, And I, I think it kind of shows that the agents, even though they're not the main threat anymore, are right. still a considerable threat within the Matrix because Morpheus still can't beat. Like I don't think he was close. I don't think he was beating the one. That he was fighting before the trucks exploded. Right, I think he, you know, he was holding it off for as long as he could.
0: Mm-hmm. He can't beat him, but he's more confident in fighting him. Yeah, He, yeah, he was yeah. definitely more confident
1: or competent. Both. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Both. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say you're either way you're correct. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah, Incredible. Yeah. I I liked seeing Morpheus grow because he, you know, he could not stand against one agent in the first movie, and yep. this one he's successfully keeping it at a stalemate for. Yep. What feels like 10 minutes, maybe? And yeah. It feels
0: like the agents in this movie are portrayed as stronger, too. Yes. I mean, Smith, obviously, but even the other agents feels like they yeah. are.
1: He, he They mentioned they are at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm i glad that you and the audience can kind of... We'll be like the audience in but You could Feel that like you could see that they're that they're operating at, I don't know, at a higher level. Too. Yeah, it's really right. interesting.
0: So let's talk connectivity. How does this uh, fit in with the franchise? Fit in the world of the franchise.
1: Yeah, it just
2: it, great. it it fits in great. Yeah. Um, it expands a lot of the lore again. It expands a lot of the lore. Expands mm-hmm. a lot of the world building, and is a part one movie. Yeah. So I don't know. Not much to say there. I don't think.
0: I think you're absolutely right. It expands on the world building. Um, although I do think everything feels a little less interesting here to me. Sure. I was more fascinated with everything we saw in the first movie, mm-hmm. and this is kind of like I, I felt like a little bit over explanation, like like they tried to introduce a little bit too much about really the world. They really want you to get it. Yeah, and it just kind of felt like as we explore this world more, it is interesting, but it's like becoming less interesting as sure. we go through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I mentioned, some of the things can lead to some confusion. I think to like sure. you know some audience members. Or right,
3: whatever, right. Some general yeah.
0: audience members. Is this a worthy continuation of the franchise? Absolutely. Yes.
1: I do I do
0: yep. believe that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: 100%. Have you guys had one that you think wasn't a worthy
2: continuation? Yes. Yep. So, oh. was that T three? Terminator Salvation. 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 Yeah.
0: Salvation. Yeah. And um yeah. a Hobbs and Shaw as well.
2: Yeah. We don't like yeah, Hobbs we, and Shaw. We was, liked Hobbs and Shaw, but we like it, it but I think don't it was a worthy
0: continuation. there's a difference between like is this a good movie or is it like a worthy continuation? No, I know. Yeah, so, so like, Hobbs
2: and Shaw is another one where we kind of we, we said no because it just it goes so off the rails in that movie. But um, recently, yes, Salvation was the okay. one that we said uh, more recently. No, 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 don't make more of those.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, it is a clear dip in quality from the first movie, but it does take the franchise in a different direction. And uh, it is interesting. So, I did yeah. enjoy this movie. I'm, I'm not trying to be too hard in this movie. I did really enjoy this movie. I, I think it's a proper it critique,
2: across. though. I think yeah. you're you're giving it a proper critique. You're not saying anything that's like like wh- Why would you say it? Like you know, <laughs> your, your critiques are completely fine, yeah. right?
0: Before we do the future of the franchise, let's talk about casting and some fun facts. This is the fun part. So, John, like you mentioned earlier, the character of Z was originally supposed to be played by singer slash actress Aaliyah, but she unfortunately tragically died in a plane crash yeah, on August 25th, 2001, before filming was complete which Required her scenes to be reshot with Nona Gay, as again, as you mentioned, the daughter of Marvin Gay, legendary soul singer. Uh, now in the role uh, before Nona Gay was cast, possible rumored replacements for the character included Eva Mendez, Samantha Mumbo, who is a singer, okay, Brandy Norwood, or Brandy, the singer, Brandy, Brandy. oh, okay, cool, Dub act. and do you know who that is? No, I it's don't a sing- it's a singer, like a singer, I don't, yeah, really don't know, yeah, I don't know who that is, I've heard the name before, and. Tatiana Ali, who was Ashley Banks on The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. How about
2: that? Okay, so, okay. that would have, that would have been really cool. Actually, I would have liked to see that. Um, um, the other name that really stands out is Ava Mendes, Yeah, who I mean, obviously we yeah. talk about later on, yeah. um, and kind of around this time—that's around Too Fast, Too Furious time, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Wow, well, was it really? Yeah, the, what Fast. I think Too out. Fast was. Was that O3? Three.
0: That was O three. <laughs> Is O3 the greatest movie? No, I'm just
2: kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Better than ninety nine here first. <laughs> We've had a
0: franchise a movie in 03 in each franchise. Yeah, that's so. interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah.
2: Um so I think if she did this movie over too fast, or she did both, that would have been fascinating for her career, I think. Yep. Like really fat that's
0: that's very interesting. So Jet Lee was offered the role of Seraph. But Whoa. turned it down be, uh, because he didn't want his martial arts moves to be digitally recorded.
2: Wow, that's insane. I love Jet Li, by the way. I think he's great. <laughs> that movie, uh, Hero, Oh, if you haven't seen Hero, we got to watch it together I sometime. God, it's a really great movie. It's a like gorgeous, beautifully shot movie. But Jet Li, yeah, that'd be really cool.
0: <laughs> Sean Connery was originally offered to play the architect. Yep. But he turned it down because he didn't understand the
2: concept. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sat down in the chair and just like, uh, what am I supposed to do?
0: Tremac! It's a bummer. <laughs> uh Laura Duda, who was Miss Universe two thousand, mm. was offered a role, but she turned it down because she didn't like the script.
2: What? This is insane. You would think after <laughs> like, it's not even like this is a new movie though. That's what's bothering me. Like yeah. it's the fact that they already have an established movie, and even if you don't like the script, it's a Matrix movie. Well, like, Sean you're gonna Connery, make a lot of money. Sean, Sean Connery, Sean Connery sounds like he because, just didn't understand it
0: because he's an older, and also like the he, kind of famously. Sean Connery, like, he turned down this. He uh-huh. also turned down, apparently, and we'll get there, I guess, one day. From what I understand, he turned down Gandalf. And what's with this guy? Uh, or or at least I'm, the role I'm in Lord of the Rings. These movies, I think it's I'm pretty sure it's Gandalf. It? But wow. he's like, These movies are becoming successful. I need to get in this fantasy world. So he took up the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh no. <laughs>
2: What a wild... Which like, led to be him. like yeah. the last
0: live-action movie he ever did. That's
2: insane. Yeah. That is insane. That he movie... Was so close to Lord of the Rings. And that would have... You're right. that I, I obviously would rather Ian McKellen yeah. any day. But I'm just trying to imagine that famous line from Fellowship. You shall not be back. I like He would have just butchered it. Stick to Arnold, Ben. I <laughs> I never said I could do a Sean Conner. Yeah,
0: that was I a, never said I could do a Sean Conner. I want to be very that a, clear.
1: I'm gargling at yeah, the end. oh, yeah, I know.
0: I never said I could do that. It, it was Gandalf. He turned out Gandalf. That, wow. You know Insane. what? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So thank you, Welcome to our Lord Connery. of the Rings episode. No, I'm just <laughs>
3: I'm ready, baby. Last, uh, <laughs> last piece of casting. Sure. Michelle
0: Yeoh was offered the role of Seraph. But had scheduling conflicts. What has she been in? She was recently in Shang-Chi. She is... That's she the is name. His, I, was, his aunt. I recognized it as soon yep. as I was
2: like, I feel like I've heard that name recently. She was yep. in Shang-Chi, right? Yep. You're right. She was his aunt, yeah. Right.
0: And it's interesting, they would have went with a female Seraph. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, so yeah. Would have been cool. Everybody was on
2: the table for every role, which yep. I love.
0: So some other fun facts we have. GM donated 300 cars for the production of the film, and all <laughs> 300 cars were wrecked by the end of the film. Yeah. yeah. Sounds um, like a Fast and Furious movie. Part of the Wachowskis' contract for Reloaded the Revolutions was not having to do any media interviews. So they are kind oh, wow. of notoriously reclusive. They don't Very really private. like to... Yeah, yeah, exactly. The original idea was for both Matrix sequels to apparently be released within weeks of each other instead of mar- uh, months, like what happened. So they actually wanted to be like, I think, six weeks. And it ended up being about six months. Do you
2: think that would have worked no. if they did six weeks? No, I think it goes think better so. with the months because I think you want to build that anticipation. I think yeah. they wanted yeah, I to I get the,
0: the video, the DVD video out... Right. So that you could rewatch it at home before you go but, into but the like,
2: new one. But like even the months that it had, like May to November, it, that's not even that much either. Like no. nowadays, we kind of see whenever there's part one and part two, it's usually a year apart, yep. right? So it, that's that's really curious. Yeah,
0: the character of Tank was killed off screen. <laughs> Because the the actor, Marcus Chong, had a falling out with the directors and studio, and their salary negotiations broke down. So basically, I don't have this written down, but basically, he wanted a million dollars for both movies. Wow. And they were going to give him like $400,000 or something. Oh, God, how poor. And I don't think, yeah, but I don't think a million dollars for those two movies is... Really, then? In ninety nine, though. Yeah, well, two thousand three, well, uh, two thousand three. Yeah, excuse yeah. me, but forgetting for the for two movies and to give up like that's kind of be what it's a year of your life. I
2: kind of agree with Ryan on this one because he's filming. You are you are right. He's filming two movies and you break it down. Really, it's five hundred thousand kind of, per movie. He kind of
0: outside of those four main characters, he's like the fifth biggest character. Like outside of Neo, Trinity, Morpheus, and Smith. They, he is kind of like the number five yeah. there, and
2: they build him. They build. They build him up quite a bit in the first movie that you would want to see that story continue. So I get it. I mean, I get why he would ask for that.
1: I'm not saying he should have asked for more pay, but I am saying if the first movie makes that much money and is that influential. Maybe you bite the bullet on the second too, instead of being known as a guy who's difficult to negotiate with. But we well, apparently
0: he wasn't like it, he and he went on to like write a book about all this. He wrote a book. I, I'm pretty sure he did, and he like it's called R.I.P. They, Tank. They uh <laughs> they basically like he claims that they Ripped. there was lawsuits. I think. He claims that they blackballed him or black, uh, yeah, blackballed him out of Hollywood. Wow! Um, oh, wow. that wow! Like, That's never good. They been. like just ruined his reputation that he was difficult to work with, even though he wasn't difficult to work with. So he he basically just lost
2: his career due to this,
0: yeah, due to contract negotiations falling through. Yeah. and that That's yeah, a shame. He, like he tried suing, I think the Wachowskis, he tried suing Warner Brothers. Like, That's a shame. So, and he claims that they had a deal set. Like for it and, and they they try to like renege on it and I don't know. It's yeah, just... I don't know.
2: I th- I think you pay the guy. I mean, I understand some of the argument, but for four hundred thousand for two movies it does it is feels it, like they are low is it, it's four hundred for per both?
0: movie. I'm pretty sure it's for both movies. That's that's a low ball oh, to me. That's low ball.
2: yeah, that's okay. low ball to me. Like I would I would have taken I would have asked for a million too for that kind of time.
0: I get it. Um and maybe look, even if it is four hundred thousand per movie, like it's still like it's a, it's a long time. Pay the guy a million. Pay the guy a million. Keanu's getting 15 million. Yeah,
2: Keanu's getting like, 15 million. Hugo Weaving's probably also getting a mil, quite a few mil. Lawrence Fishburne's getting a few mil. Carrion Moss is getting a few mil. This guy can
0: get a mil. That's what I'm saying. Give the man a milli. Give the man a milli. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, and then the last little piece, the film was shot back to back with its sequel, Revolutions, as well as the footage for the video game, Enter the Matrix. That was well, the
2: interesting part to me that you said that they also filmed video game
0: footage yeah. while they were doing this. Well, they, because the the game features live action. Oh footage. no, I totally know yeah.
2: why they do, but like it's it's fascinating to me that while they're on the set, they're like, okay, today's not a uh, reloaded or revolution day. It's video game footage day, and people are like, "What? What are you talking about? We're shooting stuff for the video game." Yeah. And it's just, it's interesting to me. I don't know. Hmm. I think that's cool. I guess it, it makes sense, no. you know, use the actors while you have them. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and
0: we'll talk about that more in the retrospective episode. John, did you have anything you wanted to add? Any um, other facts that stood out to you?
1: I'll give a few pieces of trivia that I thought were interesting. This was the highest grossing R-rated movie until Passion of the Christ came out. There was a ship, uh, it's called the Hammer. Remember who captained that, was that Naomi's ship? I think the heck that was yeah yeah. Her ship is actually called the Mjolnir. Yes, but it, it oh. they, it's difficult to say. Yeah, like it's labeled the Mjolnir too. Right, right. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I neither did I. I think this, is, this entire world well known, but like Keanu Reeves didn't in most of his paycheck from uh, I believe it was this movie to the cast and the crew who didn't like poor tank could have got his millie but can't do it because he can to keep people on record say he could live for centuries off the money he's made in movies that is like very keanu of him
2: because yeah, we, we know we all know i mean keanu is he's one of the nicest people you could ever apparently to me. yeah and, and very uh, no also a very charitable person <laughs> yeah like, yeah very absolutely. charitable. so good on him I, that's a really I, cool
1: thing we were we were watching revolutions are reloaded i forget which I was telling Andrew that I, I got a notification on my phone from Google. It, it suggests headlines to me sometimes. I've been looking up a lot of Matrix stuff. And one of the headlines that popped up was Halle Berry confirms shocking rumor about
0: Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and his on yeah. behavior. Yeah. And I was That's just... He's, he's the was, nicest guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh please dear god I, re- I read so, that uh
0: that article
1: Yeah. Well, he's a pl- he's a delight to work with. That's right I confirmed right here on franchise me. Trying to build it up a little bit. <laughs> uh but yeah, he's just he's a, a delight to work with. And uh the last thing I'll say since we've mentioned mm-hmm. the video game Sure. on different billboards in the highway scene if you saw it in the theater there were cheat codes for the video game. Yes.
2: Oh, that's
0: really cool. I didn't know
2: that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they oh. took it out for the home release. They right. changed it. Oh, that's BS! Because
1: I would have kept it in there. The internet didn't exist; you couldn't Google it. Oh, I, 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 that's, so that's, that's I, a imagine like yeah.
0: when you find that out, you're sitting in the movie theater with like a notepad, like really quickly: <laughs> square, triangle, X, circle, like that guy <laughs> in Dragon Ball Evolutions.
1: Yeah, I also have a couple of the uh, the code names for the for the Matrix movies. Uh, they used Caddyshack Two. And the replacements as like code names for the movies on right. studio.
0: That's everything. Cool. I, mean, yeah. I didn't
1: have very many fun facts. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times. Trivia. Excuse me. Nice. You know,
0: when they're filming, a lot of times they like will use like those false names. So if they right. are filming out in public, it doesn't say The Matrix Revolutions or Reloaded. Right. It says something else. So like kind of like to deter the 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 it'll say like garfield three did it start like the <laughs> public from like out. trying to bombard the set <laughs> right and uh, people aren't
2: running towards it going oh my god matrix they're like yeah. oh garfield three i don't want to see i don't yeah, want to see chris that chris pratt <laughs> so,
0: let's talk about the future that of the,
2: the cat that likes lasagna <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's talk about the future of the franchise. Should there have been a sequel to this? There has to to be. be? There has to be. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, There absolutely has to be. But the way it ends, I mean, it's like this main reveal. I literally literally wrote there has to be. There has to be.
2: I mean, you can't just stop there.
0: Um, What do you want to see in the future?
2: um, I want to see... The conclusion uh, of the story. I want to see the conclusion of the story. That'd be really great. I mean, if they just went a completely different direction and said, we're not doing that one, I'd be like, (laughs) oh, that's (laughs) a shame, actually. I really wanted to see that. Um, But, yeah, I want to see the conclusion of the story and i guess uh and we get it but focus on the side characters that they uh introduce in this film
1: i got off into um seeing the the conclusion of the side characters you know of course we we'll don't have to see the conclusion to everything that's okay some stories don't have an ending and that's fine yeah yeah
0: it's a weak week later what it is
1: but it's fine oh, um, relationships are always a happy ending
0: no uh i want to see the ending of this war let's See the conclusion of uh, the the ending of the war between the machines and the humans. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. So just steal the tag back from Halo 3. Let's finish the fight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's funny. What franchise star would you add to this
2: franchise? I'm not going to lie to you. I see a name there that I really like. <laughs> and that name is Mr. Chris Cooper. I think that's a great choice. I really see good... Samuel Jackson there, too. And I gave away both your choices. But regardless... I have to say Chris Cooper would be great, especially at this time.
0: This is coming around.
2: This is off of
3: Adaptation! Yeah!
2: (laughs) This is off Adaptation. That's a great movie. And he would be... Sorry, John. (laughs) Um, He saw us get very excited and was like, what is going on? He's coming off Adaptation. He's coming off that Oscar win. You get get Chris Cooper. You get Chris Cooper. This is like Jake Gyllenhaal and um, the other guy we were talking about during Terminator. Yeah. You get them.
3: Yeah, Tom so, Hardy.
2: Tom Hardy, yeah. you get that, yeah. John? You know who Chris Cooper is? No, he is. Um, <laughs> so that was a weird moment for you to watch us do that. Yeah. So You, okay. might, you <laughs> might
0: know him from he's the the villain in the uh, the Muppets movie, the, the modern day Muppets movie. He raps. Um, I don't remember. Oh. He's also Norman Osborn in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Oh, there you go. Very. Right I mean, on. it's a blank It's a cameo. He's laying in a bed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Him. so. That's, it, him. that's who it is. Got so, it. So I'll look him up. <laughs> He's in, some,
2: he, he's in the Bourne films, I think. Too, yes, right? he is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he he's dabbling. Is he Jason Bourne?
0: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> he has no, dabbled. Know, in <laughs> like those three movies, those are franchises. Right, like, the Muppets yeah. movies. Is that the, a franchise? There's a, how many Muppets movies? Muppets movie, the, the, Muppet, the Muppets are a no, but the Muppets. Yeah. The Muppets. In general. We, we will be oh. doing them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: the Muppets are a franchise. Yeah. yeah. Um, those would be fun. Spider Man. How do you think Fozzie Bear was this movie? That'll be a fun one. Well, he
0: killed <laughs> Kermit in cold blood. But I I was looking up people. and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a it's a really yeah good choice. He that's stands a great. Out. I think he would be good. I don't I don't know where you put him. I don't know what you do with him, but he would really he would be really good in this.
2: I feel like if you expand the role of the engineer room guy and make him evil, if you wanted yeah. to go that direction, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind of what even. I was thinking. Yeah, if you wanted to go that direction, he'd be great for that role. Because again, mm. he's kind of he he plays a lot of. Um, his thing is kind of playing these snake-like yeah. characters, and he'd be really good at that. Just kind of walking through the engine room, and you see Chris Cooper, and you go, "Oh, this is so Sith-like." You like, you know, he's gonna turn on him. You know, he's gonna turn so, on
1: him. So that would be that would be really entertaining.
3: Uh, I John, agree.
1: John, do you have anybody you want to add? Did it have to be like from this like general time? You can pick who No, you can you can oh, okay, really cool. pick whoever. and we try I... to stick
0: around the time of like like. The next movie would come out, but you can pick whoever. Because I don't have him from
1: around this time, other than Samuel L. Jackson. But coming off of watching John Wick, uh, I think his name's Ian McShane. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I I like him a lot. I like the I like his character, and I I would like to see him be. I don't know who he'd be. I don't know who he'd be again. Like I had <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson be a, a ship captain. I think it'd be cool to see him. He was the, uh, the he... hotel the whole hotel concierge, right? Uh, he's the
0: guy who owns the hotel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. the chain. Yeah, he's what I'm thinking of. That Seeing him as... Oh, man, I don't even know what he'd do. Like, maybe just as a counselor. It's like a, kind of a smooth-talking counselor just to yeah. talk down to Commander Locke for being so, like... Oh, he'd be on the council. to Morpheus. Yeah. He, yeah. Like, when he's bad about the Morpheus to the council, he'd he just... I can't even do an impression. He would just, you know, tell him off and then sit back down. he right. like... Oh my God, was that Ian McShane? Yeah. And then it would never, the camera would yeah. never pan to him again. That's a great, that's a great choice. That's <laughs> yeah. a great choice. You don't I like need
0: that. to have like a role. It's okay, like just sometimes we just say names like, this is just too good that has got to be yeah, in Yeah, sometimes oh, I,
2: we just like to put a name in there and just to see them pop up is always a treat. So, I want to have a role for him. The, yeah.
0: the one name that we keep, I feel like we mention every franchise is Sandra Bullock. Like we always just like, we <laughs> put Sandra Bullock in I here. think Sandra Bullock's a great actor and I want to see her in more
2: franchises. Is I she think a franchise she, actress? She's been in a she's, couple of things in like in the Oceans, Oceans movies. Oceans, Speed, yeah. Speed's Friday, technically
0: not a franchise because it only has two movies, but like Speed. Like, I'm still
2: blown away that we haven't gotten Sandra Bullock in like a DC or Marvel film because she'd be great at those. Yeah. Or Star Wars or something like that. In some I capacity, comes, yes. Mm-hmm. In, at some capacity, I would love to see her in that stuff, but... Um, you know, I mean, yeah, Sandra
0: Bullock. That's who I want. <laughs> well, let's rank these films. I think it's pretty easy. We're in agreement season, on, the, yeah. on this one, at least. Number two. The Matrix Reloaded. So that means number one. The Matrix. Yep. So before we close out this episode, do you have any other closing comments or thoughts you want to throw out there for this one? If you are a, a Matrix fan or you
2: haven't watched The Matrix at all, uh, such as you and I hadn't, I highly recommend watching... These movies And watching this one, I, I do think even um, while it doesn't live up to maybe the legacy of the first one, it's worth a watch just for the sake of mm-hmm. it. There's some cool action stuff in there and um, some nice world building that happens. And I think it's worth people's time. So overall, good movie. Maybe not uh, the sequel we deserved, but a good movie.
1: Yeah. I feel like that no matter what the Wachowskis did... Mm the second matrix movie was going to be in the same spot reloaded is now right like it was never going to live up to the hype i don't care what they did if you have a movie come out that makes people think that they're a brain in a jar like yeah if they think they're in they're in a machine cook up to the internet no movie you make after that is going to like if if your movie makes people rethink their life your sequel is not going to do it um that's a good point actually (laughs) so like that's a good point this movie is great if you like movies with interesting lore good world building and you have the time to pay attention to dedicate to Mm -hmm. watching and being invested in a movie i think it's for you and if you are a fan of what is it the 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 chekhov's gun thing you're gonna see some robots (laughs) in this that
0: are really cool
1: and they're gone for the entire movie
0: yeah it's awesome
1: yeah fantastic
0: yeah i agree basically with all you guys i did like the movie I liked it a little bit less than you guys, but you're also more invested in this world and this is more up your alley than it is mine. Yeah, for sure. So, again, I recognize that trying to keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it is a step down and it's hard to not like keep thinking that. For sure. As you're watching this movie, it's like, well, this isn't the Matrix, you know. Yeah. But I do try to, you know, look at this as its own movie. But again, right. that's hard because it's not really its, it's own movie. Yeah, agreed. It's yeah, It's a part one. Right. So, And it doesn't have, like, a proper ending or even really proper, like, character development. Right. Because it's all finished in the next movie, which, again, I understand. Right. But we'll talk about it next week. Maybe, you know, about my opinions and our opinions on that I'm one. I'm excited for Revolutions. <laughs> and yeah. Same... And why maybe that has kind of impacted my opinion on this? Sure, well, some for some for the worse, but uh, actually maybe even for the better. Sure. So yeah, uh, great. But yeah, it, it is an interesting movie. It is an entertaining movie. I think it's definitely better than that reputation that I had heard about this right. being trash or awful. Right. So cool. Well, that brings us once again to another ending of an episode. How about that? Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to John for being on once again. Yes, thank you, John. Happy to be here. I love these movies. Thank you to Tony, and we appreciate everybody for their support. Anybody who gives us a listen, gives us a try, we really appreciate that. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. We are franchise me one word. And you can send us an email, FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Give us your feedback so we can get better each week. Join us next week as we once again tap into the Matrix and bring this story to an end
3: for now as we talk about The Matrix Revolution. Goodbye. The ghost of Christmas past. (laughs)